Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. They used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. They used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. What up, though? We back, man. The Roast Podcast Summer. We are here. Um, I don't know if the call of the Sunday or Monday. We're recording on Sunday. This will be released on Monday, man. Shout out to everybody in the YouTube universe. That See what me being be watching on, a, on a schedule makes us do? Yeah. puts us back on schedule. I told like six people, yeah, we were going to record on Sunday so we can drop on early Monday. Monday. Everybody's happy. Yeah, they're in formation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody's happy. KRP Hive, get in formation. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, shout out to everybody out in the YouTube universe. Shout out to everybody that's listening to this. If you're watching this on YouTube, like this video. 75, 80% of y'all are not subscribed to the channel. Make sure y'all subscribe to the channel so y'all get these alerts when the videos drop. Straight up. Um, listening to this on RSS, whether it be Apple, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, uh, wherever you find podcasts at. We love you. We appreciate you. iHeart and all that cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, we're here, man. I'm Chad. I'm Matt. Dan's here. I'm back in the building. Dan's back in the building. Two weeks in a row with his mic working. I spoke to the uh, producers about the, the movie role. We spoke about it on Patreon. Yes. But we haven't spoken about it on a big show. Me and Chad are actually uh, going to be in an upcoming film. Yes. Yeah, we're going to be in an upcoming film in, uh, in uh, here. Like complete. <laughs> trying to get my per diem to match my pay yeah so uh was talking to the script writers and uh basically adding shit into the script taking shit yeah. out or whatever he's gonna email us the script okay because so, i uh, haven't seen the script yeah so but just giving a little li- little without giving too much we're gonna be playing cops yes so you know what i had to add into the script of course hey <laughs> <laughs> dog you off IG right now. There was the funniest Instagram fucking video. It was animal. It was like animal care in 2023, and there was a white kitten, and it was like, oh, little kitten, where are your family at? Why would I? Then it was a black kitten. It's like, hey, let me see them hands. <laughs> Get on the wall. Stop resisting me. <laughs> I said, yo, racism knows no no do, bounds, do, no do, no do you, animal do, delineage. Do you remember years ago they did a uh, a special where they had kids? interviewing like basically they had kids sitting in front of puppies and they were interviewing the kids yeah. asking them what they felt as far as the puppies Do you remember that it was like a white puppy and a black puppy it was years ago it was i remember like early 90s and they were asking the kids questions like which puppy do you think would bite you and the kids like oh, yeah. the black one <laughs> paul moody was like i wish they would have let me in there to ask some kids some questions which which dog looks like a serial killer <laughs> The, the white one. The white one. <laughs> the white one. The white one. Speaking of, I just seen another video. Uh, it was a Chinese lady sitting down, and the man had the Iron Man mask on, trying to scare her, like, boo. He took his mask off. He was black. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that, Jerry Spurrier? What do you mean, you black, you son of a bitch? <laughs> Silly as shit. Um, before we get into it, man, uh, TRPE weekend, August 26th, August 27th. Yes, indeed. We got a live show. Uh, Saturday night, World Cafe Live. Doors open at 7. Show starts at 8. We'll be coming from another situation that's happening that day. We'll get Getting honored. later. Getting honored. Um, 
Doors open at 7, show starts at 8 o'clock. Then after that, immediately after, reserve. We got the network signing party, post-live show party function at reserve. Sunday, August 27th, we got the TRPE brunch. Location will be released later. We got that all done, though, and everything's good. Buttoned up. Buttoned up. It's all buttoned up. So we got the live show, network signing party, and the TRPE brunch Come out and fuck with your boys. August 26th, August 27th, three events, two days. Go to officialtrpe.com, hit the events tab. All the tickets is right there. You're getting great at cutting promo. I mean, oh, I, 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 Goddamn, nigga. Coming for you, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting there, Booker baby. Booker T-levels Yo, promos. We, we getting there. Uh, before we kick off the show, we always forget to do this in the beginning. If y'all not on Patreon, y'all missing yes. out. We talked about the submarine situation, the submersible situation on Patreon this past weekend. Uh, we did an intro to Young Thugs yeah. album. I'm going to actually review it today. Uh, a lot of content is unfolding on Patreon, and people absolutely seem to love it. So if you're not on there, you're missing out. Uh, we about 500 strong over there on Patreon right now, trying to push to a thousand. Mm-hmm. A couple people, y'all profiles is still uh, dormant from the changeover last July. I don't know what you're doing. Update your profile. Yeah, Patreon.com slash official TRPE. That's all the administrative stuff that I got for the day. Matt, I already told y'all, TRP weekend, TRP weekend, TRP weekend, August 26th, August 27th, officialtrpe.com. Get your tickets. Officialtrpe.com is actually the home of all things TRPE. Mm-hmm. All the announcements, all the information is there on the site. Events, the Patreon link is there. Our video catalog is there. Audio catalog. Everything's in one freaking place. Yeah. We got Pimp in the building tonight. Pimp, say something. Yeah, Pimp didn't want to be Clap it right up a Pimp. Yeah, <laughs> Pimp in here. Pimp, Pimp. We got cursed out last time we had a friend here. Oh, yeah, yeah. When Jules was there. Yeah, yeah. it was like... This, this ain't what I watch y'all niggas for every Monday. You know what I'm saying? Be kicking it with your friends. They don't know yeah. how to talk into the mic. Yeah. Pimp walked in. Pimp said, I never had a hookah in my life. I said, well, you came to the right place. <laughs> yeah, you a hookah factory. <laughs> yeah, we find a hookah. This I'm a hookah factory. Straight up. Uh, mm-hmm. Real quick, some uh, uh, historical information before we get into the rundown. On this day in 1996, Reasonable Doubt was released. Um, this is Jay-Z's seminal mm-hmm. album, which is now going on to be cemented as a certified classic album. You got amazing records on there. The Evils, Can't Knock the Hustle, Coming to Age, the original one. Um, DJ Clark Kent, you know, did some production on there. Shout out DJ Clark Kent, the legend. I just got a chance to uh, do a quick little brief interview with him mm-hmm. uh, during Roos Picnic. That's out now on our YouTube channel and all my all our socials. Um, I want to talk about the reasonable doubt fallacy. Mm-hmm. The reasonable doubt fallacy is that it was a classic out the gate. Everybody rushed and bought it. Everybody knew Jay-Z was going to be the greatest artist of all time. And from the very first album, just cemented his legacy and we knew exactly what he was going to turn into. And then we knew Biggie was going to die and Tupac was going to die. And then Nas was going to put out booty shake music. And Mm -hmm. then Jay-Z was going to ascend to the top of the hip hop charts. And I'm here to tell y'all y'all full of shit. Yeah, they're all lying. And y'all are lying. I, however, was one of the people that was there from day one. I literally was in Sounds of Upper Darby. And I'm at the CD John, and this one they had the big giant little cases on the CD, so you couldn't John, steal them. Yeah, the harness Jones, and I had reasonable doubt in my hand, and I had I think it was high school high soundtrack, and I'm looking, and I'm like, all right, Method Man, listen this, I'm going back, all right, Biggie, all right, that's my man, all right, what's on here? Uh, the Alcoholics, I don't know about that. Yeah. Go back over here, uh, Memphis Bleak. I don't know who the fuck that is, <laughs> uh, and I'm going back and forth because I'm. 13, 14 years old, I got a dub to spin. I don't know who the fuck <laughs> like that, that is. is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
I know that ain't no nigga Joe. You know what I'm saying? I got a dub to spit. Some nigga from Tennessee. I don't know what's going on. He's from Brooklyn. This is a Tennessee nigga on here. That's different. You know what I'm saying? That's funny. And now that album came out on Freeze slash Priority Records. And, um, you know, at Thir- at the tender age of 13, I had no idea mostly what Jay-Z was talking about, but, you know, I heard it, I stuck with it, and, you know, every now and again, you play it on repeat, you get back to Ain't No Nigga, and it's like, all right, we're going to figure this out, yeah. and then you start from the beginning, and then, I, you know, I've you start re- to pick I, up on certain shit. I, and re- I remember seeing the video for Ain't No Nigga. It, it was like... And it was just, the, just the, the beat was just, the, like, you know, it was just like, you know, I keep you fresher than the next bitch. No need for that. It was just cool. I didn't care much after that, though. I'll be honest. I didn't really care. And I, I just be all the way live. Like, there's no reason to front on it. You know, Nas was my man. Yeah. And Nas had the anthem of the fucking summer at that point. That, that whole summer going, I used to go to, uh, uh, Chief Chief, uh, YMCA camp, yeah, Fifty Second Street. When I talk about, we used to come in every oh, morning. Why on the Deuce was legendary. Nigga, every morning, Ooh, the if, pool parties, the lock-ins. Yo, it felt like no bullshit. Every morning they played Nas and Lauryn Hill. If I ruled the world, it was the biggest you song. You could on Earth. not escape that record. Yeah. And a lot of people don't even just dig it. Jay Z dropped June twenty fifth. It was written dropped the next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I think July first or July second. Yeah. It dropped the very next week. So it was like, yeah, that ain't no nigga guy. You got to wait. Like you, I got a dub. I, got a dub. I, I, I know I'm waiting on it. I know yeah. the Nas is coming out. I was know? blessed. My pop gave me two fresh 20s, so I had a 40 <laughs> ball. Two dubs. Yeah, so I had, but I again, I'm, I'm on a one CD a week budget. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Two a month max because I still got to eat and I got to get a shirt from the Gap outlet. So it was like, all right, cool. Um, then, you know, next week I got Nas album. Um, and then that kind of like, you know, kind of knocked Jay-Z out it the box. It was written release date July 2nd. Yeah. I know I wasn't tripping. Yeah. Jay dropped the 25th yeah. of June. Just to give I, y'all, I was I was a Jay-Z fan before Reasonable Doubt in my lifetime, before that. Damn, book Jay-Z. Tell me your Jay-Z story. Yeah, I'm going to tell you how bad Jay-Z was. <laughs> so, uh, if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Get link up with Dao Bay. Dao Bay, like, are right, we going to bring uh, for self. Shout out Dao Bay. Shout man. out Dao Bay. Uh, free TV about the feds. Yes, definitely. So we um at the 12 Seasons, which is now the Hilton uh, on City Line, right next to, uh, before you get to Fridays. 12 Seasons, that's when it was legendary. Yeah. That's where all the hair shows and everything yeah. went down there. Mm-hmm. So boom. So you know. Got the VIP set up, the meet and greet in the back. Boom, boom. It was, uh, this is like the first time Touchstone was like being known. And what was the R&B group that was from Philly? They was No signed, question. No question opened up. Signed to, uh, don't don't tell me, Rough Nation Rough Records. Nation, yeah. Rough Nation slash Warner Brothers. All right, to sum it all up, no question was, was popular, was bigger than Jay-Z at that concert. Yeah. Jay-Z comes, there's 100 people there. <laughs> <laughs> He only wanted five grand, though. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you can't complain about the... Well, you still lost on the five grand. <laughs> it was 100 people there. He did. He ran through Reasonable Doubt. You know what I mean? All, he had 100 true fans there. Yeah. He freestyled Imaginary Player. Like, yo, I wrote this last night. It was the first verse of Imaginary Player. So uh, so now we go into backstage. You go to the VIP. 
He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, how the hell I ain't meeting these hundred niggas. <laughs> like, Fuck these hundred niggas crazy enough to come see me. I'm out of here. I'm on a turnpike. So I, I talked to Dao about that when he first came home, too. Dao owes me dinner, too. So I'm going to remind him. Let him know. Yo, 1996 low-key might have been one of the best rap years. Oh, it's for sure. For 98. Sure. Yeah, not between. That's the, you know, that's they say that's the second, like, golden yeah. era of hip-hop from, uh, like, 94 to 98. The original was what, uh, 85 80, to 88? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 85 to 88, because that gave you, you know, uh, Kumo D, Kane, Rakim. 98 was the best 100, 100 hip hop albums dropped in 98. So, you 96, you had Tupac, All Eyes on Me, and the Fuji's The Score came out the same day, mm. February 13th. That's hard. That's hard. That's hard. All Eyes on Me and The Score dropped February 13th. You had Busta Rhymes, The Coming. Dropped on the 26th of, of March. You had uh, Ghetto Boys, The Resurrection, dropped on April 2nd. You had Master P, Ice Cream Man, dropped April 16th. Mm. Hard. Um, what else was a big one? Uh, going down, going down. You had Jay-Z, Reasonable Doubt, on June 25th. The Quad City DJs dropped the same day. Get on up and dance. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Nas, it was... Nas, it was written July 2nd. You had uh, Tribe Called Quest, Beat, Rhymes, and Life on July another 30th. Another album that dropped on July 30th is UGK, Riding Dirty. Mm, another classic. Dropped another on classic. July 30th. Um, Silk the Shocker dropped on August 20th. The album was, is, it's by Silk the Shocker. The album was called The Shocker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> on, on, on August 20th. My favorite Silk the Shocker album was Charge It to the Game. Yeah. He was on the cover with the credit card. <laughs> <laughs> Outcast dropped AT Aliens on uh, August 27th. Shit. Crazy, right? The Roots dropped Illadelph Half-Life on September 24th. Um, Exhibit at the Speed of Life on October 15th. Good album. Uh, MOP Firing Squad dropped October 22nd. Another great album. Um, uh, E-40, The Hall of Game, dropped October 29th. Another great album. Ghostface <laughs> Killer, Iron Man dropped the same day, October 29th. Damn, Iron Man dropped it? Yeah. yeah. Pac dropped fucking Machiavelli in November. Yeah. Two albums in the same year. Lil' Kim dropped Hardcore the same day Snoop dropped The Dogfather. That's a great year for music. Yo, yo, 96 is up there, man. Yeah, they Foxy, said between 96 and 98. 19, 19, November, November 19, Foxy, Foxy Brown dropped Ill Nana, Mob Deep dropped Hell on Earth, and Shaq dropped You Can't Stop the Rain. <laughs> All on the same day, November 19. We need to get with Shaq, because uh, that album is not on no streaming services. Yeah. Yeah, I think Shaq was signed to Jive too, so that's weird that it wouldn't be on yeah, streaming. It's on nothing. I tried to find I Because Jive now was consolidated in the Zamba, which is now the RCA Columbia yeah. Sony group or whatever. So you would think that they would get that on there. November twenty sixth, Keith Murray dropped Enigma. Dr. Dre dropped Presents Aftermath. And BG dropped Chopper City. Mm. And then the last rap album that dropped in that year, December tenth, Redman dropped Muddy Waters. It's a great 96 was a crazy ass year, dog. 96 was hard. A lot of dubs went out. <laughs> yeah. A lot of dubs. A lot of dubs went out, man. A lot of dubs got broke in 1996, Shit. man. That's a, that's a lot of classic albums. Yeah. Yeah. Certified classics, too. Certified, like, like, I didn't even name all the albums. I'm just yeah. going through the list, like, what I deem is or know just yeah. off basis. Like, I know that's a classic. Like, it's a good ass year, man. Shit. Crazy, right? But, yeah, like, back to what we were saying. Jay-Z, Reasonable Doubt, when it dropped... It didn't have the fan. Like, just the fact that Reasonable Doubt didn't go platinum until 01 is yeah. like, that says it all. 
It didn't go platinum until after Volume 2 went platinum. Volume 3 did all of that shit. The fucking Dynasty album and Blueprint, and then it went platinum. You know what I'm saying? Like, Reasonable Doubt was just not... I, I, I get it that, you know, now it's like the thing to do and go back and, oh, it was the greatest thing we'd ever heard and knew of and all Jay-Z, and we knew he was, you know, State Street and you know, right there. Yeah, we, yeah. we knew when he was rapping with, uh, with what was uh what was the fucking group he was rapping with? Uh, uh Fushnikins. No, 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 uh, Original Flavor. Original flavor. Okay, okay. I'm thinking of the food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I said you rhyme like the food schnickens. Yeah. But, but yeah. they had music with the food They wasn't fucking with Jay-Z like that. Because uh, they got the eight-minute freestyle with him and Big L. And L ran it. Yeah. Like, just ran it. Like, Jay was still trying to find. Yeah. He didn't have a style yet. Mm-hmm. So he ain't really find himself until the uh, the record with Babyface on the second album. Yeah. Uh, that, like, kind of got him. More attention, but he was a straight underground. He was a book bag rapper. He started off as a book bag rapper. He wasn't abominably, tomically, but he was a lyrically, spiritually. Like, you know what I mean? He said, skill so, truth be yeah. told. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like he started off in the, on that underground shit. And then, you know, once he found his way, you know what I mean? Drugs could you imagine Jay bombing atomically? Yeah, <laughs> actually, I could. It's horrible. You ever heard Jay bomb atomically? <laughs> I mean, I think all bombing atomically no. is pretty bad, so. No, but you know, bomb he, bombed, he bombed atomically the whole uh, album with uh, Jay Electronica. Yeah, that was him. How did, you know? I saw today. I saw. Uh, is this the greatest freestyle ever? JG Jay John from the B sides concert. No. Don't go with the flow. Be the flow. No. Do you think that John is that? It was. Do you remember how hyped up that moment was? Yeah. Was that a good verse or was it overhyped? It was overhyped. It was like a you had to be there type of thing. Like, and it's like, oh, we, we can't get this nowhere. So because we was there when it happened, it's like elevated. He has better freestyles yeah, he than that. Great better freestyles. The pump it up freestyle is better than that. The pump it up freestyle was great. I mean, me, me and Chad had this freestyle conversation all the time. Like how they put that black thought joint on the pedestal. It ain't fucking with Quilly for uh, the Flex joint. <laughs> it ain't. I, I didn't think when it happened, I didn't think it was better than Lola Lux joint. Call me crazy. Lux joint was nuts. Yeah, the, the you you know how I grade the bomb atomically rappers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. After your after your third pyramid, uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So it, it's good for the moment. There's no staying power. Like it, 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 I can listen to it, but tomorrow I'm probably not gonna revisit it. What What do you think? Like, cause you even pimp y'all are oh, y'all like older rap. So like the Modis and the KRS ones and the Big Daddy Kanes and the the Rock Kims, what is it that makes it to where you have the ability to like grasp the lyrical, spiritual individuals, but then able to like get people who aren't rapidy raps to be like, yo, he all of that. Like look at somebody like Lil Wayne. It's a lot of people that think Lil Wayne is like the best rapper ever. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. Lot a lot. A lot. Yeah. A lot of them. Even like niggas that criticized him rappers came back around and is like, I missed out on the whole Wayne era because I was being overly critical and being like a bomb atomically nigga. Right. Niggas like Hobson and niggas like that, like in the tech nines and all of that. Then they came back around and is like, oh no, Wayne is the but greatest. But you look and you see Wayne was doing shit where the bars weren't necessarily that complex, but he was taking beats and changing the format of what was done on the beat yeah. to where his format sounds better than people's original song. Yeah, like y'all heard the song wrong. Right, <laughs> yeah. Like when I hear Swag Surf, I hear them on it, and they sound like they're trying to be on this, and that Wayne, it's like Wayne's record. Yeah. And he has that like 25, think about like trying to be, show me what you got. 
he rapped so good on that. Like his cadence was so good that Jay-Z straight hit him and was like, what's your, what's your whole thing? Yeah, why would you do this? Like, what's up with this you? This is my rollout. Budweiser's platinum. What's wrong with you? <laughs> my I'm calling Birdman. Yeah. My, my <laughs> meme with Nabisco just got canceled because of this freestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the Bomb of Time is finally coming around because it's like they was trying to hold on to what they had. So they didn't want to hear nothing else. But like once, once the bomb of time release scene, there's still a market for them with the streaming. All that. oh, I can still get money doing what I want to do. Right, right. Now it's like, all right, I'll listen to what they got saying. Exactly. And Wayne, like Wayne, ain't super lyrically, but he know how to put them metaphors together. So exactly. metaphors is like one of the biggest. Wayne. And that and that and that, that field, that underground book bag. That's field, the connector. The metaphor is the connector, and he puts the metaphors together. So now. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That makes the older people can relate to, oh, yeah, that metaphor was a bomb. Like, because that's, that's what you're just waiting for. That's the punchline. Right. Like, you're waiting for that metaphor. Like, what are you going to say next? And then you be like, ooh. Like, you get the ooh, did, and you go back and dissect it. Did you see the bull bomb atomically for KRS-One? Yeah, I refused to watch it. picnic. Did you see that shit? I refused to watch it. Oh, he was rapping about the number nine. And he basically was giving you all these ways that are, there are nine planets. There are nine systems in the human body. And he was like, reproductive, skeletal, nervous. Oh, and he's I, on his papoose. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> and he got so deep into it that he was like, um... The the something is nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine times nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine times squared, and he was like, <laughs> when he lost me, was like, uh, females something something about the female reproductive system and the, the, the <laughs> and then with this the joint that really lost me, he was like, so when you look at the word feminine, you will find that if you really break it down, it's Feminine. And I, <laughs> that's when I was just like, all right, man. How do you remember all that? <laughs> and he was like, yo, I got another one. And Karen was like, like, nah, nah, nah. nah, 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 nah. That's cool. Like, what's your hair, Tim? Like, what's your hair, You're fucking up my picnic. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to be that guy. You're scaring the hoes, bro. You're fucking up my barbecue. <laughs> Yeah, I knew the I knew the bomb atomically niggas had like uh like kind of like leveled out Ooh. and stopped being so judgmental when Talib Kweli was like, man, I had to realize like you know what I'm saying like I'm pigeonholing myself like mm-hmm. I like the I like the drink I like to go have a good time yeah. I like fat asses <laughs> it's like it's like you created this image that you don't yeah. that you don't see nothing else yeah. other than like the pyramids and the and, ancient and, scriptures and, and, and submersibles yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and this is yeah. why as far as like the bomb atomically niggas most deaf and Lupe Fiasco are in a class of their own because. From an early point in it, they realize, like, yo, I'm a bomb atomically on this, but I'm going to make these hit records, mm-hmm. too. Like, so, Miss Most Def is like, one, two, three, Most Def and Talib Kweli, mm-hmm. but Miss Fat Booty over here. Right, like, right, and he right. understood the art of that storytelling. That was my shit, though. One, two, uh, three. <laughs> most Def and Talib Kweli. That was my shit. And Damn. you still get bomb atomically on a mainstream level. Yeah. You just got to tone it down. Yeah. You, you, you got to make it work. Two bar here, two bar there. You yeah. can't do eight bars. Since we're going down the bar rabbit hole, uh, can we talk about Jim Jones? We have to. And push a T. Gotta talk about it. How do y'all feel about it? Just just off just 
Real quick. It's it's consumed. It's no real quick. We're going to be on this for an hour. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's just throw the disclaimer out the window. It's no, because it's consumed my life in the last 48 hours. I'm talking to Young Legend. I'm talking to Love. I'm talking to people on Twitter, on people on Instagram. I'm in the YouTube comments. One of my YouTube comments blew the fuck up on the Jim Jones freestyle or whatever. And it's just one you of them. Was, you was deep in I'm that. I'm deep in the net. I don't, I've watched the Jim Jones freestyle 14 times already. I'm, I, I'm going there. Do it. Listen. Do it. They're going to be mad. Do it. Jim Jones' energy on that joint. He ran it. He ran it. He was turning us off. Might be his best fucking bars ever. I said, I don't know who wrote this shit. But yeah, let me tell you. Hey, little dirty nigga in the yeah. back. What you got for me? Filthy <laughs> nigga on the come to it. What you got? That nigga checked his email. Max Pino sent you the dear, dear Jim, like, oh, dear you, Jim, I heard you in a little trouble out you there. You have a collect call from, <laughs> or what I'm supposed to say? <laughs> My dog. Jim energy on that joint is all that. It's, it's going to get him murdered. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Gonna, I, But. It's going to get him killed. Yeah, but the energy he bore. Because hip-hop right now is in like a weird little space yeah. in the year. There ain't much really. like at, It's the trying, dead ball era. Not trying to be funny. We at the point now where like the biggest hip hop album of this year is gonna be a nigga who been in jail for the last two. Yep, you know what I'm saying. He like just that, had his biggest streaming day, twenty five point like, three million streams on, on Young Thug about to had the biggest album of the year, and he ain't been outside in two years. And DJ Academic said, "Don't hold me to it. There's more coming. The deluxe is coming." So it's like, yo, at the end of the day, rap right now is in a real stagnant standstill place because Rick Ross got a car show, Drake got a jet, Lil Wayne is fucking whatever the fuck. Kendrick is, again, whatever the fuck. Like, Future is doing fucking, uh, I think he's, who's he, he the uh, thing for now? What, oh, Lanvin. Lanvin. Like, rappers is doing a gazillion other things. So it's like, I'm still a rapper, ain't I? Yeah, it's yeah, like, like, I, I got to cut some records. <laughs> so the fact that all the records that are coming out are NLE Choppa and NBA Youngboy. And all females. It's yeah. not rising to the it, level. It, because it, in between, what would happen is you would have a Youngboy album every week. NLE Chopper every quarter. Yeah. Uh, whoever the fuck else, a young dirty, YDN young dirty nigga right, right, every right. six months. But you would still have the Shout big dogs. You, the you would you would minute. still have the big dogs to carry the chart, and then you would fill it in with, with the, the young dirty like niggas. How we just talked about ninety six. Yeah, but now when you only Think have ninety six, UGK, Outkast, Jay Z, Lil like everyone was dropping. Yeah. Nas, everybody dropped. So it's like we at a point now where you. You might not get a, a like for for what it's worth for Drake being Drake and having five hundred million and a plane and all these fucking the, the the Raptors work out at his house and all this crazy shit. Drake dropped more music than a lot of. people. Oh yeah, we gonna get the Drake. Drake is about to put he out his got new four, album. He about to put out his fourth album in two years. Like Drake dropped a lot of music. Actually, fourth album in twenty one months. Right, but a lot of these like Kendrick dropped once every four or five years. Seven. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Rihanna's like I'm a. No, I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the way a lot oh, of Oh, they going to give me the whole Super Bowl and let me sell merch? I'm going to put out... No, I'm lying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, when it come down to it, you're relying essentially on younger people and the women now to carry it. Yeah. Now, one thing I will say is the women where a lot of the music ain't really for me, them hoes is dropping. No, they, they dropping. dropping. Cardi's dropping. Meg dropping. Uh, Cardi, Cardi, Cardi LeRae, they're Cardi, dropping. Uh, Cardi says she's about to put out some more music. They, they're just constantly putting out music. But when it comes to, especially like in, in the words of Pusha T, the veterans. they absent right they're now. They're just not around. They've taken off the first half of the year. You know why they're absent? Because they're doing television and radio shows. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why. I'd love to hear some new cam music. Like We, we had to know. 
we had to know that when Future got that seventy five hundred million, whatever, we was not seeing him all twenty twenty three. He's just buying. He's just buying bitches left yeah. and right. Like, he, bought, he bought like two. He bought a condo for like fifteen million in the Bentley crib. building and another and he crib. And he bought a crib million. like twenty eight million. Yeah. So like it's just like yeah, they're not even focused on this shit. But you look at. Jadakiss was on The Breakfast Club and DJ Envy was like, yo, Jim Jones said he was mad at you because after the whole Versus shit, you didn't drop no music. Like, you should have dropped because you was just extremely Should have dropped everything. And, and Jada was like, if, uh, you know, for all the crazy shit he's saying right now, that's, that's correct. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's pretty correct. But he was like, I just, I was more so worried about business and other shit. And it's just like, yeah, even in a situation where you got every eye on you in music, still no music. You got a coffee out. company with your dad and your son. You got the juice bars with Styles P and whatever venture capitalist is back in like, that I'm going to go as far as saying the two or three weeks after Jada did what he did on that versus versus dip set, that was, that was like second coming shit. He had an open runway like, to it, put out whatever he wanted and it was going good. Everybody was worried about, like, because everybody was kind of fucked up about it. He like, was yo, Mr. Versus. Dog. And he didn't even drop no music. So it's just like, yo, a lot of these motherfuckers just aren't really focused on dropping. So me personally, when I see Jim Jones say what he said in the interview in the car about, you know, Pusha T and him not having the influence and not being yeah. in the top 50, then Pusha T and Malice respond at the Paris Fashion Week. And that be- uh, do you like that beat? I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not mad at it. We talked about it the other day. I like it, yo. Yeah, I'm, I'm not mad I at it. I like that beat. I, I like, I want to hear everybody Actually, the runway makes the beat better. Like, watching Yeah, the, the venue. The, the venue. It, it's a cool-ass like, beat. But I, I personally, be mad at me all y'all want, I like the way Jim attacked the beat That's better what, than what the clips did. Like, he literally got on that beat from the word go. The second yeah. he handed that cup to that smoker, <laughs> <laughs> it was on and cracked. Hold this for me, Barney. Hold this <laughs> Fred, hold it, <laughs> hold this friend, and he got to it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I'm not mad. Now, the, the the I've said that this shit been consuming me because I've been having so many different conversations and all that. Jim had a rollout for his disc record and all that. He put a snippet out, then they put the counter out and all of that <laughs> for the countdown to the joint coming out and everything like that. Um, and the funny part is, I was talking to Love this morning. He's like, "Yo, rap beef." at this big age is like kind of useless. Like, mm-hmm. because we're 40, they're 50. Yeah. And it goes to the point that you're making about the fact that like, there's just an absence of activity mm-hmm. in the marketplace. So niggas is just doing whatever. I don't think nobody had a Jim Jones push a beef on a 2023 bingo card, but here we are. And because Jim has that irrational Harlem confidence, mm-hmm. this is going to go on all summer. Oh, yeah. Like this is yeah. never going to stop. And Jim Jones is one of them people where it's like beefing with him is very interesting because it's like at any given moment, there's like the looming possibility of like a melee. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut off? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have that as one of my talking points here. Okay. Uh, so one was irrational uh, Harlem confidence, and two is violence. At any given time with Jim Jones, whether he's on the receiving end or the giving end of violence, he's down to make it violent. Yes, there's always the possibility of some type of melee. True life, he was on the L side of that, but violence. Freddie Gibbs, they won that yeah. one. Violence. 
uh, allegedly they caught chinks in the elevator during the whole uh, Max B and French Montana shit. Remember the Rucker Park shit? Yeah. Oh, yeah he right. said just, he said chinks mentioning stack bundles saved his life that night. He said, we, he said, I had six gorillas with me. They was going to do chinks ridiculously dirty. And luckily he said, yeah, man, you know, uh, what's going on with stacks? Da, da, da. And he's like, and that just lightened, like, Killed the tension or whatever. But, yeah, the, the you know, Boston, there's a Boston nightclub video of J- Capo in the crowd. There was the powerhouse incident. I was about to say. Th- niggas throwing chairs, yeah. and he's throwing them back. Like, so there's always a looming threat of violence, and because of that, Jim has never shot away from beefing with superior MCs because it's like, I'll just punch you in the face. Yeah. Nas, yeah. I'm the Koovy smacker. Yeah. Jay-Z, like... So Pusha T is like a walk in the park. You know what I'm saying? By comparison, when you didn't beef with legends and came out of that shit Just really said, I first seen him when I told him I was smack off his coochie. (laughs) (laughs) On a smooth R&B joint. On an (laughs) R&B with Trey Songz. <laughs> so Jim is down to get. We've seen Jim get chased out of out of Rucker Park. Jim, we, crazy like, shit, we, Jim is down to get violent. <laughs> Fuck it. Jim dead ass nuts, yo. Nigga dead ass ran out of Rucker Park. Nigga dove in the crowd. And now I was like, <laughs> Jim, bro, you don't give a fuck. He's don't give a fuck. He's a different nigga. So it's like, yo, so when you have oh, I'm losing. <laughs> fuck it. Give me, give me that mic stand, yo, dog. Remember that uh that uh what was the reality show he was on with, uh, with Oh uh, the nigga Maurice it was the Love and Hip Hop the original Love and Hip Hop That was the original <laughs> Love and Hip Hop the little Mexican yeah. thing <laughs> deep pulling down Say it in the kid Say it in the kid <laughs> <laughs> They had a 7 foot nigga they had to blurt his face uh, out uh, Yo just silly as shit Like why the fuck you fucking with his little Mexican assistant man like straight up but it's always the 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 that's around. He yeah. told Betha on the radio, yes, I am tough and I do tough things. <laughs> <laughs> May said, wow, you've changed, yo, Jimmy. Yo, I'm not going to hold you. Every It seemed like everybody, at least from what I saw, you know, I'm on one app now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But from what I, from what I saw, it seems like everybody is like, uh-oh. Yeah. This is good. Like, do you think Pusher, do you think Push, I'm trying to word it the right way. I know where you're going, but I'm going I'm to let you. you yeah, let, me, I, let, I me, let me, let me, let me, let me follow me, me now. Let me get it together. Let me get it together now. Do you think Push is fairly credited as this maniacal tear you apart? Is, is it the Drake John hanging over us like a They cloud? think he's Thanos. Like, like, and I, you know, I'm not trying to be funny. I saw what Nas did with Ether, but to me, Nas doesn't have that like allure in like hip hop, at least from these younger motherfuckers, where it's like, oh, don't you, don't you, don't you, don't you, right. don't you, don't you mention Nas. <laughs> but that's the way motherfuckers act. Like, oh, don't you, don't you, don't yeah, they think he's the boogeyman. Like, Push literally went and put out a whole song dissing him. And we talked about it on Patreon, where mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, what'd he say to, um, Reality TV is mud wrestling. Some sign checks I know better, better than. than he. All of the shit Jim said in freestyle, he said first. He mentioned his jewelry. He mentioned the, all the car. I don't buy watches. I buy collections. It, it, like all of that shit. So is Jim just responding to what the fuck Push mm-hmm. said? But everybody's like, "Oh man, Jim dated. Why would you respond that? Oh yeah." And I'm like, "Yo, everybody now it seems like has this like, oh this gonna be bad for Jim. Oh man, oh man, I just." Yeah. 
I hope Jim got his affairs. <laughs> like it's all of that shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. I don't either. And I don't. I, I don't like that. That's looming because at the end of the day, we've seen rat beefs that we expected to go a certain way go left. Remember, remember the Meek Mill is a battle rapper talk that everybody gave us. I, oh, he gonna tear Drake to shreds. Drake better not say nothing. I to got Meek one Mill. that's worse than Meek and Drake. Do you remember when everybody was like Jordan or Lucas going to tear Tory frames out? Oh, the, and Tory, um, Tory uh, Lanez annihilated him. And Tory Lanez put Jordan in a box. Yeah. And that fucked me up because I'm like, yo, Jordan, rappers, Jordan or Lucas can really rap. But Tory got like, no, nigga, I can really rap yeah. too. And, I, you know, it's just, I don't know. To me, it's just a weird I think energy. I think that people overly credit Pusha with the fact that, like, he's this strategic this machine or whatever, and it's like he gonna hit you when you least expect it, and he gonna expose something and blah blah blah. But it's like at the end of the day, he's only done that one time. All of the shit that he said about Wayne was like public fodder, like public information. And it's like at the time, it stung because it was true. But it's like now you fast forward and Universal give a nigga a hundred million, and then you sell a portion of a portion of Young Money for another hundred million. Oh, we back shining like new money, and you never touched that money. Mm -hmm. So how can you talk money to a nigga that you never had his money? Right. So it's like a little bit of like delusion <laughs> attached to like the way that Pusha approaches some of these beefs also. And he knew that I can't talk the drug dealing shit to, to Aubrey, whatever, whatever. So I can't talk money to Aubrey. So I'm going to just go a whole different like mm -hmm. direction. And essentially like the story of added on, although it burns and it burns bad. Mm -hmm. It's very TMZ, Wendy Williams ish mm -hmm. in nature. And niggas say, Oh, he tore Drake apart, blah, blah, blah. Drake never had a number one record before as a solo artist before that he has like, like 19 after that. So if anything, he reignited Drake and just pissed the nigga off and turned them into the greatest artists of the generation by saying what he said. And a lot of the shit that he said was bullshit for real, for real. Like, because now we see videos of Drake with his father when he was a kid and all of this. So his dad was around. So it's like, you made it up. Yeah. yeah I, I, I think we all are in agreement that Pusha T is a better lyrical rapper than Jim Jones. Mm -hmm. I think you'd be hard pressed to find many people outside of like Harlem and Nontray to say that. Yeah, I think we like a 93 to 7% split on the we all agree. But seeing Jim do that on that video, it's like that's the Jim Jones shit. Yeah. And Where who's that, to say that Jim's not baiting push? Like that he has that brolic energy that a lot of rappers don't really have. Mm. Like I said it last week on the Patreon, push has that. He raps in that disgust cadence. <laughs> What'd I say? Uh, uh, what was it? What was the job? Um, uh, like, he's just sick of your life. He's just sick yeah, of your life. Yeah, like, just, you have no taste. Yeah. You just, but it was a line I said on Why the thing. Your, gar your garage has one driveway. Yeah, yeah, it's real. Um, what was the job? Lunch is a blessing, and it's going to slap, nigga. You at YY, the kiosk, I'm on the app, nigga. <laughs> it's, just, it's just disgust whenever he rap, And that's cool. Yeah. But matching someone who's coming from, like, decibel 100, screaming into the... It's just, you know... It's, Biggie, a, it's a style clash. Biggie Pop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's just what it is. I like, give Capo an A for effort. A for effort. And I give him a... Like a C plus B minus for execution. I'm not mad at what he did. I thought the execution was better than a C. <sighs> I, 
I'm I'm willing to ride with whatever I, I, the consensus I, I, I is. I give it at least and and, and it was so funny because people like weren't really getting it. You know, it's called the on the block freestyle. Yeah, people are making it like Jim created this platform. Or like he, he just lives looked, there. Yeah, like he lived <laughs> by the yeah, trash yeah. bags. Like, like the whole premise is called on the block freestyle. Yeah. So he's like on Chris the, Brown has one of these. So he's on like, the block with niggas in Harlem. Yeah, this is a huge platform. And people are like, oh, Jim, when that that's cool, but like, uh, when the mic cut off and he got to go back to hand, smoke, sitting with the smokers, and I'm just like. <laughs> What am, what am I missing exactly? <laughs> you, you know what I hated about the initial analysis and people trying to tear Jim down on his response was niggas talking about, man, I, what's, what's this beat? I don't like the beat. I'm like, it's the Clips beat, dickhead. Oh, yeah, I ain't like, seen like that. y'all are just like just making up reasons to diss the nigga. It's the beat that the Clips dissed him on. It's the yeah. beat that they dissed him yeah. on. I said, yo, if you liked the Clips, John, and you don't like gems because of the beat, you are a dick rider. Yeah, like, you're an idiot. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. You're a dick sucker. Yeah. Like, why would you want to be that? Like, I, I, give it a fair shake. My biggest reason in, in liking, liking it is because all the, bringing this conversation full circle, what we just talked about with rap, rap is a competitive sport. Yeah. It's supposed to be competition. Jay-Z essentially sharpened his teeth and made his name throwing shots at everybody. Yeah. Drake did the same shit. Biggie did the same shit. They told me, no, you think niggas was shooting your fat ass out of cannons before. I'm that nigga. Yeah. Mino was the ninth member of Harlem World. Yeah. Why are you engaging in this? Uh, uh, Jay this J.O. felony. Jay this like uh, little dirty niggas we didn't even know. He was dissing the Haven and Jazz, all kind of shit. Niggas, niggas that raised him. He just dissing it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Anybody. He was on a rampage. Drake said we move militant, but somehow y'all the ones tanking. There's no limit to where we can take you. <laughs> Drake, Drake was just, it's just evil <laughs> shit for no reason. We move militant, but somehow y'all the ones tanking. There's no limit to where we can take this. That's a triple entendre. That's a real good one, too. That's, that's a good one. That's a good one, right? More good. <laughs> More good. More good, like, man. It, and that's what rap is supposed to be. You supposed to talk. Crazy to motherfuckers. You're yeah. supposed to have the moments where you poke your chest out. The uh, the control, Kendrick Lamar shit. Like, you supposed to have these moments. Yeah, people where was you, legit mad at Kendrick about that shit. Yeah, you supposed to have that shit, but you put everybody on edge to where you make everybody have an opinion one way or the other. That's what it's yeah. supposed to be. And that's the reason I like it. And yeah, it'd be nice to hear Push go back and do something. And like, yeah, why the fuck not? It's, it's cool to see some competition and some effort because we reached a point where a lot of the veteran rappers ain't really putting effort into what's mm-hmm. going on and what the fuck they came in on. So it's kind of cool to see the shit. You know what I'm saying? And you know, the world has sped up, so you don't have mumps in between diss tracks anymore. But yeah, nigga said Push got 48 hours. They was in the comments on the front of the block. He got 48 hours. Like, no, he don't. Yeah. Like, he's prime whenever the fuck he wants. Straight up. <laughs> but yeah, I, I liked it. You know what I'm saying? I like, listen, man, I like Jim's energy, man. I, I like the fact that it was a timely response, that he did it in his own venue. We going to bring it back to the streets or whatever. And, you know, he, he dis malice. He just went, he went in. He like, went in on malice. He, yeah. t- he said... Your brother get in the bed, tell you to move over. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, Jim, crazy as shit. 
Like y'all niggas sharing a bed. What size yeah, is the bed yeah, that they share? Is it a full? Is it a twin XL? Is it a queen size? Yeah, I like that joint. He said you mentioned my jewels. That was a cheap shot. These are VVS. These ain't the cheap rock. Fucks with Jenna. You know what it made me think about? Remember the song from uh the um what album was that? Not before poem. Uh, with the one with the Trey song. Oh, uh, Harlem Diary of Summer. Diary of Summer. Remember the Joni had baby girl. Remember that? It it felt real in that vibe. The same exact way he was rapping on that. Um, six forty five hard top white. Big big four five for you hard rock side. Like it was the same yeah. vibe the way he was rapping. And I like when Jim do that shit. So I fucked with it. I thought it was decent. I love Jim, man. Like we said a few weeks ago, it's Capo. Yeah. Like, like, Gotta fuck with Capo, man. Yeah, I fucked with it. I, I enjoyed it. And it is it I I the, the thing that I like the most about it is like I said, and and, and you you know I have come around, I'm I like push. Yeah. But push has this like like Loch Ness monster effect on like the rap community where it's like because of the Drake <laughs> shit, the average motherfucker is like like I said, oh, Say nothing about me, but nothing about like yeah. you got to get out of here. Omar said, coming, yeah. Put them, put them down. Like, it's like that shit now, and it's like it's cool to just see somebody like man, fuck this nigga, man. Yeah. I'm gonna rap my shit. I said what I said, and now I'm rapping. Fuck him. Yeah, like that's the thing people miss with the Meek and uh, uh, Drake shit was like. Meek said all this shit. Yo, dude, don't write his raps, all this shit. And Drake wrote some raps. Yeah. And he came down to the arena and spit them raps. Drake put out a tester record and was like, oh, wait, you ain't going to respond to this? All right, now I'm, now I'm going to finish his stupid ass. Yeah. And dropped it. And it was for, I, one of the greatest tweets. I mean, I can't remember who said it. But you know, when uh, what's the song they did to patch it up? Oh, Going Bad. Going Bad, whatever came out. And uh, he was like, am I hearing this right? Me and Drizzy back to back is getting scary. And somebody quoted the two. He was like, "Bro, meet me rapping about back to back like it wasn't about him." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, it was like dead ass. Meek act like he was on the team, and back to back came out no, about back to back thing. haunted Meek, yo. Like oh, that wow. shit. Fuck Meek went on flex and did his flex freestyle two back to back. Yeah, and was like, "Yo, I always had to get on this joint. Like you got me on this one. You know what I'm saying? But that, that's my man Drake. I talk to him every day. Yeah. Back to back was crazy." That was a good. There's a whole lineup with the, the fucking CD, the cover, the Toronto Blue Jays. We shit. talked about it on Clint. Shout out Clint. We talked about it on Music yeah, is the Love Language. Is like, that a world tour or your girl? It's tour. definitely a tier one diss. It's definitely one of the best diss tracks of all time. I'm riding through Philly, bumping AR Ab. Then you see Meek standing on the pink stage. Fuck AR Ab. Oh. I'm just like, oh god, <laughs> this is a self fulfilling prophecy. And, and I always say you can tell what diss tracks are the best based off of what happens after it comes mm-hmm. out. Like I say all the time, what makes Ether the best diss track ever to me was watching the Rockefeller members go and do interviews where they was like, it was bad. He got us. And you know what, what, what hit hammered at home for me that back to back was one of the best diss tracks ever. I but shit, when I saw the Philadelphia Eagles playing the shit at practice, when niggas was at the, <laughs> like, like, good this, niggas. This, this track had niggas at the fence, bro. Bitch ass nigga Drake. Fuck is wrong with him? <laughs> he won't come over here so I can sock him. Snigga, <laughs> snigga, all the security. I say it all the time. I, I never seen a diss track have niggas at the fence. Niggas was at the fence, yo. At the fence. So it's like you can't deny shit like that. Like when niggas show up at the fence, this diss track cut through, bro. Yeah. We is not feeling this shit. Like, oh, wait, we ain't got no shows? 
<laughs> we don't have no shows because of this shit. I'm at the fence, bro. Take this ride with me. One of the things I respect the most was when uh, Kyrie said to, uh, he said, man, it was a rough year and a half trying to pretend trying like to that pretend music that wasn't Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. Philly was riding. Yeah, Philly was riding. But yeah, nah, it was. North Philly, South Philly in particular, they was riding. They, was they, riding. they, they wasn't going for that shit. They, yeah. Man, that's corny ass nigga Drake. Yeah. We was over here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all missing? Y'all want to get on all this? God damn, this nigga spitting. <laughs> this nigga getting busy. You want? You want? You want the headphones? Remember, yeah. uh, <laughs> remember on uh, Menace Society? Man, come see this boy. Silly as shit. But yeah, man, I like all that competition shit. I think it's good for hip hop. I think it needs to happen. I think it should happen. And you know, like for all for all that happened when the Kendrick did the control joint, it was all this. Is he is he dissing us? Is he praising us? What the? And the only nigga that rapped about it. Now, granted, he rapped eighty eight times was Joe Buttons. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> Joe Button was the only motherfucker who dropped anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't know. I like that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, niggas was even even the few people that did put out like. A, a control quote unquote response beside Joe, they was like trying to make sure, like, but I'm not this. Like, right. they it was all these disclaimers and shit attached to it versus just like, just rap. That's yeah. all he did was yeah. just rap. Yeah. Like, this ain't a disc because I ain't trying to get, <laughs> I'm, you know, get my shit off. All but right, I'm gonna rap got, to the same yeah, beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very strange, man. Very strange. What else you got over there? Uh, I don't know when the album is coming out, but Aubrey Hive, we're gonna get in formation. Uh, Drake's new album is coming out uh, called For All the Dogs. And one of the okay. taglines to the album is hard feelings, harder dick <laughs> for you hoes. Okay. And um, apparently he's been teasing this album going back to the CAU uh, Morehouse Consolidated Homecoming that he did with 21 Savage. Mm -hmm. He had on like a sweatshirt or something that had the dogs on there or whatever. So he's been teasing this like, you know, for a while now, going back to her loss. This is going to be Drake's fourth album in 21 months. He's put out CLB, September 2021. Honestly, never mind, summer of uh, 2022. Uh, her loss, fall of 2022. And then now this album that's going to be coming out uh Presumably sometime in July. Um, he's also put out an ebook that dropped today, which is called Titles Ruin Everything, A Stream of Consciousness by Kenza Samir and Aubrey Drake Graham. It's like a coffee table book or whatever with like Instagram captions and lyrics and poems and haikus. like haikus and a collection of like thoughts from uh, from Aubrey and whoever the hell Kenza Samir is. He has rolled this out by... I don't know if this is a troll is troll marketing because they did the troll marketing with Vogue and all of that shit and Color Room and all that for the, her lost album. But the New York Post and a couple other papers have the shit, the book cover on the cover of the okay. the front and back cover of the newspaper today. I, like I said, uh, for Drake to be at the top and the, and the toppiest of the top. You can't knock that this nigga puts music out and he still does mad features. He got two features on them fucking new Young Thug album. Like, he got two features on Future's album. He's got mm -hmm. a feature on Traz. Like, he he don't stop. It's a, really a machine. And he just put out one of the best hip-hop albums of last year with him and 21 Savage, which was the number one streamed album of 2022, even though it came out in fucking November. Yeah. So it's like... You know, the power of Drake is very apparent. Like, at this point, 21 Savage's monthly listeners is like 60 million or some shit, and that's the Drake effect. That's the effect of having 15, 16 songs with fucking Aubrey. Um, it boosts your shit up significantly or whatever the fuck. Um, 
And, you know, I'm interested to see what the album sounds like. I think that, you know, kind of coming off her loss and just that pocket that he was in, he got kind of criticized and a little bit excoriated from, like, some of the woke media, whatever, about, like, oh, he's 36 years old. Why is he still rapping about this and being misogynistic and blah, blah, blah. And he's just taking the point of just saying, like, this, my life. this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm doubling down. What's the bet stake? I'm placing all of the chips on the fucking, you know, like, what I'm I saying? hate to be that guy, but it's like I'm, I'm, I'm hitting everybody's queen. I'm a rich international playboy. I, I, I'm, I have a jet. I hang out in Turks. I, like, what, what do you, what do you, what, what do you? I haven't picked up a backpack in <laughs> I don't know how. What am I supposed to rap about? Yeah, he's not even forty years old. He's already, or if he's not there, he's on the trajectory of being a fucking billionaire. Nicki Minaj literally said it when she was getting on air. Drake, she said, "Yo, this nigga Drake is the only billionaire I know that don't want nobody to know he's a billionaire." It's like this motherfucker is rich as hell, and Nicki Minaj is. Wealthy. Yeah, when you talk about like, I, I, it's funny because we were we were talking about this shit the other day, like how net worth and all these different things work. Like, you would have to think that his net, like his worth to the music industry, it's insurmountable. You, you can't, can't really calculate. Quantify. It. Yeah, like it, 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 you would have to think like when you're when you mean this much to this many musical situations, like how you just talked about. Twenty One Savage career has essentially like three times itself mm-hmm. in one album him. cycle. Yeah, like. <laughs> In one fucking album cycle. I'm on Spotify right now. Let's pull up 21 Savage. We're going to look at his uh, monthly listeners. All right, artist 21 Savage. 58,336,000 monthly listeners. His number one song right now was Creeping with uh, The Weeknd. That one's got 700 in Metro. That's got almost 800 million streams. Rich Flex is second with 544,000. Jimmy Cooks is third with... 585,000. Glock in my lap, which is him and Metro from the Metro Thuggin' Part 2 album, is 322 million. Spin Bout You is 186, 182 million. Like, it, it's it's ridiculous. And it's like, by comparison, Lil Baby, we said last week, has the most platinum singles out of any of, you know, the new artists or whatever that are out right now from his, like, contemporary class. He's got 31 million monthly listeners. He got 31 platinum singles. You know what I'm saying? So by comparison, you talking about double the fucking market share of what 21 Savage got versus fucking Lil Baby. And that includes international listenership and all of that shit. So can you imagine how rich 21 Savage is if we've been seeing Lil Baby buy every car on earth the last three years? Well, all of that celebrity network, all of that shit is, is guesses. Yeah, it's all calculations. It's like we saw Kanye lose how many billion of net, four billion in net worth in a day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, so we had literally had Forbes challenge Kanye on using the net worth calculation that they use when he submitted his net worth to say that he was at 6.6 and they like, snick at 4.4. <laughs> like, it's like, I'm using your calculation. It ended it like you, you can't, there's too much money that goes on. Yeah. You, you got too much underhanded money. Like, uh, who was it on one of them shows like I'm worth something, something, something that the government knows about? And it's just like, yeah, it's all like kinds of shit like that. Like literally Nick Cannon is never on the Forbes list. 
Nick Cannon's value to Viacom yeah. is probably in the half a billion a year range. Okay. While and now is on every fucking Viacom channel. They have their own channel. They're touring in arenas. 85 South, which came from Wild and Out, just had the number one fucking show on Netflix mm-hmm. this past fucking week. And Nick Cannon has 92 children that he has to take care of. So can you imagine how much money Nick Cannon is making? Look at, uh, uh, who's the CEO of uh, the Beanie Baby shit, Ty Warren? Yeah. Like, remember, he got indicted on this shrimp that he was putting all that money overseas and shit. They literally was like, yeah, yeah, like $107 million <laughs> that he never reported. Yeah. That he had in like offshore accounts. Yeah, why would I? And they literally, they was like, what what threw him was the fact that he he uh, basically was filing taxes that the company was at a loss. And they was like, nigga, Beanie <laughs> Babies is the hottest <laughs> shit on the planet. And then we took a loss. You want from me? Can't be a boss, so you take you a loss. Can't be a boss, you take a loss. What you want from me? The fuck you mean? They indicted that nigga, and then the, then the judge was like, they did some more digging. He had donated $53 million. So that's why the judge gave it, like, went easy on him, didn't give him no crazy sense yeah. or whatever. And judge was like, nigga, how the fuck you had a loss so you donate $53 million this year? He's like, that's, 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 that's part of the loss. Philanthropy. He had talked to Bean, though, that year just overseas. So it's like. You Are know, we operating at a what? Oh, yeah, no, put that to the side. I'm going to put that to the side side. Poor dad, they won 33%. <laughs> I'm in the top of the <laughs> Yeah, you gotta put that to the side side. Oh, so yeah, I mean it's it's commendable to see Drake um continue to perform at such a high level, so deep into his career too, and just continue yeah. to just like extend his run. He's literally the LeBron James of the fucking rap game, where it's like, yo, you you would think that at this point he should start to tell off. By this point in Wayne's career. 14, 15 years in, he definitely was starting to fall the fuck off. You know what I'm saying? His not in terms of ability, but just in quality of some of the releases and not being properly produced and A&R'd and releasing like just bullshit, dumbass songs and stuff like that that nobody seemed to give a fuck about. But even with that being said, there was still like, you know, a level of economy around Wayne because he is a certified legend. But Aubrey's like quality just don't dip. Like he doesn't go below a certain line. You know what I'm saying? And he identifies the perfect everything for collaborations and all of that shit. Who to give a song to, who to feature on his songs, like all of that shit. Like Kodak Black said, I got like a whole folder full of Drake records. I'm just not putting them out because why the fuck he not putting them out? But that's just some Kodak shit. Like that's just some like... But he's like, Drake sent me records all the time. I got like six, seven Drake records, but like, fuck that. He need to put these songs out. Put me on your shit, homie. Not me, me yeah. on, you on my shit. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of nuts. The, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm be nice to hear some more Drake music. I'm, I'm always going. We need it. We need a joke. You know what I'm saying? And like, it started with, it started with, uh, you know, with Dirk. He gave us a nice little joke, and I love the Dirk album. Then Gunna's album came out, which I'm not listening to, but people seem to enjoy it. Thug's album is beautiful it's fucking it's so good and if you don't think it's good i hate you because it's a really good album um it's 15 songs it's executive produced by metro um wheezy's got some beats on there metro's got the majority of the beats on there the features are top notch it's future it's two drake features it's two travis it's 221 savage uh lil got it is on there twice uh his other artist why uh b slime is on there uh uzi's on there on a banger of a record uh 
I think this is an excellent album. Is it so much fun? Is every single song like a smash hit, like 21 smash hits in a row, like so much fun? No. But it's a very, very good album. It's a well-produced album. It passes the car test. It passes the crib test. I got surround sound in my crib. That shit sounds lovely on the Samsung surround sound. And um, I really legitimately enjoy this album, like on some no bias. Because when I first heard it, the first four songs, I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then I had to change the venue because I was playing it on my phone. And then I played it in the car. Then I came back, played it in the crib, cleaning up and all that. And I'm like, nah, this shit go. Yeah, I played it in the car a little bit. The um, the party on Cleveland shit I like. I really like the joint with Uzi. Um, the joint with Future. Uh, 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 what's it called? Cars. Cars Bring Me Cars Out. Cars Bring Me Out. That shit is all that. The um the joint with Drake that uh oh he went oh you went oh is, you went is the, that's a, they that's saying a, online they saying uh and the, the chat niggas that said they said Drake gave uh they said that his crooning on par- parade on Cleveland is so so delightful and he gave a generational performance on oh you went yeah. like he's popping it yeah. popping it popping it uh, I love Abracadabra I love Uncle M um cars bring me out uh Gucci grocery bag I hated at first I love it now. Um, Want Me Dead with 21 Savage is a banger. Jonesboro was probably the best song on there. Uh, with the Racks, which was Travis, Lil Got It, and 21 is another banger. I think the sequencing is throwing people off a little bit. The sequencing is a little fucked up. Um, and because of that, it's like that kind of like knocks the project down a little bit. But I can make a case that every song is good to great, and a couple of them are excellent. I think this is a really, really strong album, especially a collection of throwaways that Metro and Wheezy and Drake had to piece together in order to make, like, completed songs and made it what it is. This is a great fucking album, man. Yeah, I got to try it again. Like you said, the sequence threw me off. Sequencing is fucked up. Like, the the, the, the on-beat, off-beat, they ain't really got it together. Yeah. Like, when you you remix some vocals, you should always make the beat on top of the beat that was already made. Sync up the BPMs and then delete the original beat, because just trying to drop a acapella on a pre-made beat, yeah, is is yeah. you got to resequence the beat around yeah. the vocal at that point, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like I said, it sounds pretty good on first listen. I, I love it. I, I can't hold you. I love it. Um, shout out to Breakfast Bars. I got the pinned comment on Breakfast Bars right now for my analysis of the album. I think it's excellent. And, you know, right now, I don't know if this is just the the the, the tide swinging in Thug's favor, but all the online polls, it's like, whose album is better, Thug or Gunna? Thug is smoking Gunna on every single poll. Now, you go into some of the comments, it's more split or leaning toward Gunna or whatever. But all the online polls, Twitter, uh, Twitter, IG, um, YouTube in particular, Thug by far and away, like 65-35, 85-15, they're giving it to Thug right now. And I think it's a phenomenal album. I- what does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... <coughs> I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days, so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. I love this album. Yeah, straight up. Uh, can we get a little serious? Yeah, for sure, we'll for have sure. A conversation. Man, I had a conversation with a young lady who's a big fan, big supporter of the show, and we just were having a conversation the other day. We wound up just talking, and... We were talking about expiration dates. And I'm like, this is something Chad could get besides himself. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? And um, do you believe that everything has an expiration date? It's literally one of my life mantras. 
Everything. Something that I live by. Everything has a has an expiration date. Uh, well, probably with the exception of family, but I'm not averse to cutting family. I off. actually think friendship can go further than family. Absolutely. Yeah, because you choose your friends, you don't choose your family. Exactly. I had a conversation. I picked you two niggas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, y'all go. Left. I inherited Dan, but I kept him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, I met Dan through my cousin, who I love. My cousin, I admire my cousin. I look up to him. Everything, but I. Like, <laughs> fuck with Dan way more. Dan has done way more for me. I told than, you, it's you know so saying, funny looking cousin. on how things go back. Because once me and Dan, we was on just a ride to New York, and we mm-hmm. kind of figured out like who Dan was around. I was also around, and it, you yeah. know, it, it wasn't too many motherfuckers that I really knew at that time because I was like the young boy technically yeah. in that crew. Yeah, and then like Dan's running it down, and I'm just like, oh no, like me and his brother was super cool, and not you be that. I'm like, that's insane. Yeah. But I'm like, and I'm telling him, I'm like, I'm showing him pictures of me yeah. like at the shop. And, and he like, I can vaguely remember you being. I'm like, yeah, because I was like the young boy who I wasn't in the mix of all that shit. You know, I was, I was going to the fist. But I wasn't, in, <laughs> I wasn't in none of that. I just came to gamble. You know what yeah, I'm saying? He wasn't participating yeah. in the paperwork party. Oh, y'all know, I'll be back. You, know <laughs> you remember you opened the door to the, to the, to the, to the office, office and some shit be going, oh, I'll Are we be reading the transcript notes? I'll be back. I'll be back. I, don't, I don't have nothing for y'all. Y'all want something from McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. But it's just like, yo, you, you do pick who you like be yeah. cool with. But we were just talking about like getting to a point where you realize like, damn, did the expiration date hit and I just missed it? And I'm like, we have a tendency in a black community to just like say, fuck expiration. You know, we're putting batteries in the freezer. Yeah. Shit like that. Yo, smell these greens. How, what, what, <laughs> what do you smell when you smell these? Yeah, when you get a whiff of this. Yeah. Do these smell bad One to you? more day or th- immediately throw away. You ever like, been in a black household and you smell, like, smell this? What you do? you like, that's garbage. <laughs> Put that shit. How long has that been in there? That's garbage. Like, and that's kind of how we be when it come to people. Like, the expiration date will hit, and we know it hit, and we still don't be like... And then you'll be operating on borrowed time, and then because y'all supposed to be a part, shit starts happening that speaks directly to the fact that this is over. Yeah. Whether it be a friendship, a relationship, a familial relationship, whatever it is. And it's a like... A work it's, situation. A work situation, all, all, that all of that shit. Like, there's literally studies that say, from Forbes, from Fortune, from... Uh, Esquire magazine that say if you are at a job longer than 24 to 36 months, you are likely operating on borrowed time unless you are being rapidly promoted within that organization. Mm-hmm. Because at some point, the the, the year to year, what do you call it, uh, cost of living raises that you get, you flatten out compared to the marketplace of what switching jobs would offer you, whether it be the terms of like, um, like a signing bonus, a relocation bonus, whatever it is, you're missing opportunity just by having that complacency of staying in one place. Right. So it's the same thing with relationships. It's like, yo, if I'm with this girl and she's a fucking headache, the head is phenomenal, but she's also giving me a headache. So I'm, I'm getting my head knocked off both ways. Mm-hmm. And I stay in this too long. I'm, I'm, I could be missing out on a phenomenal woman or I could be missing out, take it further, I could be missing out on a business opportunity because I'm so blinded and inundated with this toxic relationship that, that I'm not doing the personal development I need to enhance my life in other areas. Right, right, straight up. And I, I was more so, like, we kind of got in a conversation and was like, you know, she's like, you, do you think everything has one? I'm like, yeah, I think it's one of those things where we have a tendency to, like I said, the expiration date will hit. July 19th, July 19th, 
2019 and 2020. Look, man, it's 23. <laughs> Maybe I can. Like, <laughs> that's how we are. Yeah. And you three years past due with talking to somebody. And the, the, the biggest thing for me, I'm realizing at this point in life where it's like, yo, you can't be annoyed or bothered when the date hit. No, you just got to accept it for what it is. You just got to. Yeah, it. it Shit is over. I got a lot of friendships recently that I've outgrown, like the last three years. Bruh, like twenty twenty to now, I've got so many friendships that I've outgrown, and we haven't necessarily like had the conversation. But it's like, yo, you really don't serve me no more. Like, there's really like nothing here. And like, people, we're grasping at straws. And people miss that part where you have people that are like, oh, you know, motherfuckers are users. It is in the third. And one thing I think you said, and I think Dunbar said it one day, was like, I want to be useful. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be misused. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you're supposed to be useful to your friends and to your people and to whoever the fuck is in your life. But we have a tendency to, like, misuse and claim that if I can't misuse you, you want some bullshit. Yeah, people will get mad at you because they can't manipulate you or control you. Uh, and you just be like, dog, like, it don't got to be that hard. If you don't, if you just don't have a mutual level of respect or mm. care for me, I'm, I'm lost as to how you mad at me that this situation goes left and I just decide we just never going to speak again. A telltale sign of a toxic relationship, whether it be a friendship or a dating relationship or a family relationship is if a person is mad at you because you tell them no or because you're just non-compliant with whatever the fuck they want and they're legitimately mad at you and they gaslight you around that, that's a telltale sign of a toxic relationship because non-compliance is not the same as, like, me disrespecting you. Mm -hmm. I just don't agree with what you want me to do. Right. That shouldn't be a problem. You can restate and reposition your your inquiry or your ask of me, and it might make sense. But yeah. just this one particular way that you're asking me to do this, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't serve me. And it may not even make sense to you. You just being, um, stubborn. being stubborn or just being unreasonable or reacting on the fly to something where you think this got to happen like this right now. Right. And me not being compliant doesn't mean that, like, I'm I'm disrespectful, I'm hard to get along with, or none of that shit. I just don't see it how you see it. And I've been in situations like that with women where it's like, oh, you, you're, just, you're just an asshole. And it's like, no, 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 no. I just don't, like, you want some bullshit. Like, this is going to lead to a crash out, and yeah. I'm not going to crash with you. So not only am I telling you that I'm not taking who's, this ride who, with who's you. Who's the new rapper? I like him a lot. I think he's from L.A. Um... I like the way he the way he raps. Uh, what the Simba? F- I think that's his name. Funny hairline, wear wear uh, wear a lot of glasses and shit. He got the gangster girls with DJ Drama. I don't know what he got with Drama, but I saw somewhere he was rapping and he was like, "I will never let a woman make me feel less of a man because I yeah, don't want to buy her a Birkin." Like, and just the way he was rapping. Yeah, he's like, from uh, Oakland. Yeah, I knew him from Cali. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. What did yeah. I say? L.A. Yeah, he's he from. from he, you can tell he got a Cali mm-hmm. tone to him, but like that shit where it's like. You can't make me feel less than because I'm not letting you run this or abuse. It just, it don't work like that. Me not letting you run your movie doesn't mean that I'm fucking, you know, stopping the production on it. I just don't want to be a part of this motherfucking uh, circus. And one thing I've realized over the last couple of years, especially like the last four or five years where it's like, yo... People really don't have your best intentions. Fuck no. They like you. You no. I'm not joking. Like again. Like I. And it's funny because uh, shout out Deke. Me Deke and Carrie. We was having a conversation the other day. Like growing up in Penrose. I like at times I wish I would have saw a little bit more fucked up shit. Yeah. <laughs> because then I wouldn't have this blind trust in humanity. Mm-hmm. I would understand that people really ain't shit. 
People really are just terrible. Yep. And I would also understand that people flip, that people change. Because here goes the crazy part. My family, no one ever got divorced. Right. There were, there were no broken homes. And like my, I mean, my aunts, my grandparents, my cousins. I, I just never saw it to where I understood people going from love to hate. Right. Or people realizing that they'll steal all your money or get your <laughs> right. mom pregnant. Like, I, I just, I never saw this shit. So now that I'm an adult at times, I have trouble. When I hear crazy stories, I have trouble probably like, wait, he did what? She did what? Like, what? Yeah. And, and because I blindly at times want to believe that everybody's just good, that everybody's just front facing, everybody wears yeah. their sleeve on their heart. But then you get out here and you realize, like, no, but people really don't have your best interests at heart. They don't give a fuck what happened to you, for real, for real. And I've just gotten to a place in the last couple of years where I kind of, like, shelter it off. And now I'm super, like, if I see one thing that I'm just not feeling, I'd rather just Nigga. I'd rather just go over here. I'm the one thing king. And I, was t- <laughs> and, I, and, and, I, and I was telling her, I'm like, here's the reality. I know what's up with you. Yeah. I know what's up with Jules. I know what's up with Ra. I know what's up with my man Steve. Like, I know what's up with y'all. It's a lot of motherfuckers that I, like, interact with or have association to mm-hmm. because of social media. To, every, right. But I can't go out and just be like, yeah, I know what this person yeah, has going on. You can't bet it all on them. Because what if you just robbed a drug dealer? What if you just beat some chick up? What if you just took some pussy? What if you just broke in a fucking car? I don't know what the fuck y'all be doing. Yeah. So because of that, I'm real over here because mm-hmm. I don't even want to be associated close to things because I don't do anything. Right. I'd be kind of just mind my business and be the fuck over here. And I like it like that. Yeah. And that's the part that makes it kind of crazy where it's like, I got this whole fucking force field around me where I don't be at shit, bother shit. So it's like for me to be, let you into that and be cool and you still be goofy. is just like, <laughs> you didn't think this one out, did you? At all. And, you know, I, I've gotten to a point where I personally do believe everything does have an expiration date. And I never was that person. And you almost have to operate that for your own protection because you'll stay you'll stay a part of something for an extended amount of time that no longer serves you. And then the energy will flip and then you'll be the one on the receiving end of the bullshit or whatever because it's more likely that somebody that's operating on like a negative plane or not having nothing going on is going to drag you down before you pull them up. Exactly. And you really like, like Nipsey said it best. Everybody can't go. Uh-huh. That's just reality. Like everybody can't go. And I, I'm the, I'm the, I want everybody to go bull. Like I want everybody to tag along, but you realize you just, you can't have it both ways. And what you got to realize is even in you wanting everybody to go, that's cool. That's an altruistic sentiment. However, are they willing to put in the prerequisite work in order to either help you or help themselves get to the next level? If not, if, if it's not a benefit, it, then it's automatically to your detriment. Yeah, because if you're not growing and you're just staying stagnant, that means that whoever else is competing for whatever you're competing for, whether it be life success, the American dream, you want to get this car, whatever, whatever, if they're constantly elevating and you're just remaining flat as a result of your circle of influence, you're losing by default. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. Like, I've just gotten to a place where I have no problem with losing anybody if I just feel like the respect just isn't there. Respect is key. Like, there have been friends. There have been, there have been people we was around that you know, like, where it's just like, you know what? I just don't feel like the level of respect is where it is. So before I wrap a fucking pipe around your head <laughs> or before we get into something. Let's just throw the, let's let's chuck just the deuces. Chuck the deuces up. You can go over there. I can go over here. And then we really never have to speak or deal with each other. 
Because for me, that's my biggest thing. I give respect. It don't matter if I like you or not. I'm going to give you just the respect as a yeah. human being because I have a father. That's what I was kind of taught to do. Yeah. Just respect everybody and give them their proper due. So when I, not, when I don't see that, it's like, yeah, I'm going to just, I'm going to go here. And I, and I righteously fall back from people, cut people off, et cetera, because I know I treat people Super good. Like, like yo, and, and my track record speaks for itself where it's like all my fucking high school friends that I had are still my friends. I still talk to them. We still hang out here and there. We still communicate via social media and all of that on a day-to-day basis. These were my friends. I selected them. My man Ronnie, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, my, my man Kabir, uh, Hamza that's fucking uh, training uh, Steph Fulton and all of that. Like, these my these are my friends that been my friends. They still my friends. We don't hang out or kick it every day, but I know if, I need, if I'm in a jam or I need assistance or I need some advice, I can call them. It's funny because I was having a conversation the other day about how you just pick up because we was talking about, like, Deke having so much love. And shout out to his village. Like, they, yeah. they, they are, y'all been amazing. But it's just... You pick up people as you go through life. And you look look at me. I'm from Penrose. I got real live Penrose, Rod, Jules, mm-hmm. Steve, C. Like, I got real live Penrose homies that are my homies for life. Yeah. But then I got Pepper homies that are my homies since Pepper. I got Saw homies like Juan, Claude. Rob was just talking to Rush the other day. I'm going to work out with Claude. They my homies for life. Yeah. Where it's like... You just pick up people as you go along. And if you're just a good person and put good out, you're not going to have many people that just like, I have people who don't like me and you, you'll, you'll get people that is just like, for what? Right. Like what, like, what the fuck did he do? Like, and yeah. it's just like, yeah, I didn't do anything. I just existed. And for whatever reason, you know, you, you, uh, you know, parents was on crack. You know what I'm saying? You born on that shit. Your neurons don't fire off the right way. <laughs> Next thing you know, you don't like me. You yeah, know what I'm protons saying? and yeah. electrons ain't, ain't, ain't and, yeah. doing what they supposed to do. And one of the biggest things I just always try to be is just kind and just respectful and just decent. And I don't know where we got to where a lot of things that go on now aren't kind. They aren't respectful. They aren't decent. So that's where we have all these issues and all these problems and all this drama and trauma. It's yep. because nobody wants to be kind. Nobody wants to be respectful. Nobody wants to be decent. You got motherfuckers that are just looking to argue and go at it. Mm-hmm. Me and Kev was riding down Lancaster Ave. The nigga pulled into the spot, and the nigga was getting out, opening his door. He was like, damn, you almost hit my door. He was like, well, you see me parking. And then Kev, like, swinging, let's get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, because that shit will end in a triple shooting. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, bro, like, y'all, it's too much aggression. It's too much anger. It's too much vile. And it's like, for what? We just in a weird, it's just a weird spot. Yeah. But I, I just have gotten to the point, me personally, I was having a conversation where, like, yeah, I, I don't. I don't, I don't, what they, uh, lifetime, I don't, I don't lifetime anything just because I, you just never know. You gotta protect your peace. You have to audit your circle. Yellow button. Yeah. You gotta protect your peace. You gotta audit your circle and you gotta operate selfishly at times in knowing like where you're going. And that speaks to being goal oriented, having the end in mind and all of that shit. And it's like, yo. Part of being goal-oriented and being a driven individual is knowing when situations no longer serve you, they got to get the fuck off the train because you got to make room for the people that are going to help this motherfucking train, help the engineers and all of that shit on this train move faster to accelerate your goals. And something else I've realized is just the how unstable people are. And people that are unstable have a tendency to come around 
and try to make you unstable with them. Yeah. And you be like, no, 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 no. My feet don't move. These <laughs> yeah. jokes is planted. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm pretty solid with what I do and who I am. You you can't really flip that because you have a bunch of... You, you ever meet the motherfuckers where it's like they got a new phone number every three weeks? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You live a very tumultuous life. Yeah, they constantly moving. Yeah. You know, like... Like, you got too much going on. And I found out recently that, like, we don't, us three in this room and, like, eight more people, we the only ones paying rent. <laughs> like, everybody else is getting motherfucking CPNs and just burning them Jones out until it's time to move and then buy a new CPN, pay the deposit to move in, and then repeat the process. Niggas been doing this shit since 2020. And how, well, how does that work? So basically how it works is you buy a CPN, which is a credit <laughs> privacy number. I, I'm, I'm all ears. <laughs> you, buy, you buy a CPN. Dan <laughs> you buy a CPN, which is a credit privacy number, which is essentially a randomized uh, alternative SSN. Now the companies are starting to get hit because they have CPN detection software now, whatever. That's like, yo, is this sequential and, you know, um, prerequisite, uh, commensurate rather with like social security numbers and when they were issued and all of that. So they have CPN detection software now, whatever the case may be, if you're trying to get one now, but a lot of these companies don't invest in this shit. So they don't know. So a motherfucker might go pay, you know, for a good CPN, you're going to pay a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars, something that's already firing off. They got trade lines attached to it and all that shit. They got credit on it, a register score and everything. So you can go Get approved for apartment. Most of these luxury apartments require a minimal or a no deposit because they got like the lease lock shit where you could fucking uh, subscribe to this service and it protects you against having to put out um, a security deposit. So you go get a lease lock subscription. You pay $20 a month or whatever the fuck for that. So you move into this apartment with no fucking subscription, no what's the name, no uh, no security, security deposit. And if you move in mid-month or partial month, you're only going to pay the prorated portion of the rent to move in. So you might pay three, four, five hundred dollars $500 to get in somewhere that's a $2,000 apartment. Boom. So now you in. You in this $2,000 apartment for the $1,500 or whatever that you pay for your CPN. And some are as cheap as a three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So you in there for anywhere between three hundred to fifteen hundred dollars plus the prorated portion of the rent, and then motherfuckers might pay the first month rent. They might not, and then they just let it run until the shit ends up in landlord tenant court, and then they repeat, leave and repeat the process. And they can use that same CPN that they already bought to get a new apartment because it's going to take so much amount of time before the reported eviction even hits your credit. We gotta start man. <laughs> and that shit is like Why are we the, trying to do legal business? Yeah, that shit is like the biggest shit going on right now. Like Detroit, Atlanta, South Florida, uh, Philly to a lesser degree. They cut all of that shit out for the most part. Like they cause you know, um, what's the name of the uh Graystar, the fucking rental company. That's actually one of my leasing company also. But fucking Graystar, they got all of that fucking detection shit and all that. Like they not playing that shit. So they Xing a lot of motherfuckers out or whatever just cause they got the super up-to-date technology and they're all over the United mm-hmm. States and shit. But you go, you know, you go find some independent landlord somewhere or whatever. Man, you fuck around and live somewhere two years for you fucking get evicted. Cause then you got squatters rights on top of the whole fucking eviction process, like it be, it end up being crazy. You might go live somewhere, and you might have put out at maximum three thousand dollars. You end up living there for eight months, sixteen months, two years sometimes. Sounds like a good deal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but motherfuckers is doing that, and I'm, I brought that up to speak to your point of motherfuckers is moving all the time and shit like that. That's why, mm. because a, a lot of these motherfuckers live in the CPN lifestyle, or they just signing up for shit based on like the hope. 
that some financial windfall is going to come through mm. on the back end and they can afford it and it's pushing them to the limit. But if one thing go wrong, they car break down or this and this and this, now you fucking out the apartment. You know what I mean? And it's like, yo, you got to pay for somewhere to live before you pay for anything at this motherfucking point. Two things you don't not pay. Where you going to live in your motherfucking insurance. You can skip your car note, pay the insurance, because worst case scenario, you know, oof. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you always pay your car insurance. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Worst case scenario, <laughs> That's funny. I'm not encouraging it, but I'm, I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, um, I had another conversation the other day. with This was with a, a guy who's a big uh, supporter of our show. I won't say his name because he didn't sponsor this episode. <laughs> but we were talking about self-care as black men. Yeah. Do you have any self-care routines? Uh, I mean, a lot of times my biggest self-care stuff is I like to get my nails done. I'll go. I got a, 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 a like a nail salon spa in Maniunk that I like to go to. I'll go get my motherfucking nails done. You know what I'm saying? Get my hair cut. Uh, I'm a big. Clean. Get my car clean. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm big on uh, getting massages. No Deshaun Watson. Um, you know what I'm saying? Go get go go to the motherfucking Logan Underground Spa or go to the Four Seasons. <laughs> were you paying attention to the conversation <laughs> at the table at the Frisco's Grill? Yeah. Where they talking about how to hand the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sick. <laughs> it's sick. I took notes, mental notes, but it's it's some sick shit. I won't speak on that, but shout out yeah, to it's like you got to ball it up here, <laughs> yeah, and then you right. flick it, and then if they take it, then they down with the. Yeah, you know I'm saying. Oh my god, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I'm saying. Slide the dub up, you know what I'm saying. Just leave it there, you know. Yeah, yeah. but one of my big self care things is shit. is going to get massages. I found that you know it relieves an incredible amount of tension. Um, you know, it definitely, you know, is relaxing. And for that time, that 60 minutes, that 50 minutes, that 90 minutes, however long, you know, I'm getting a massage. I get to just relax, be at ease. I don't have to worry about my phone. My, I ain't got my screen in front of me. I ain't got nobody bothering me or inundating me with text messages and shit like that. And that's literally my fucking time. True story. You know, I've never gone and got a massage. Oh, no, it'll change your life. I've never, I mean, I, I just, I've gotten massage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm no, no, it's, it's the mean, best like, shit on I've never, earth, like, bro. walked into a store, like, can I get one massage? No, I see how Deshaun Watson got addicted I, to yeah, this I shit. Yeah, I think it's because there's no Deshaun. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I like getting massages, but I need my Deshaun. Afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, but I've never just gone in somewhere, like, uh... Yeah, is, is Leslie here? Yeah, tell her, you know what I'm saying, tense around my shoulder. Like, I've never, I've never done that. I'll be honest with you, I don't I don't know if I have a self-care thing. And that that's what the conversation was yeah. start, sparked about. And like I get my nails done, I've gotten really into hand health. But yeah. to me, that's not like self-care. It's just like no, but it is because it's if you if you're sitting there, even if you you know you still in your head or in your thoughts or whatever, you don't have your phone in your hand. You know what I'm saying? It's like that's like your time to free yourself for that. 30, 40 minutes, whatever. You see, it I don't is. be that free because mentally I'll be like, what these bitches talking about? Because <laughs> they be going to town with that. Uh, what's, what's the Oriental language? I don't even know if you can say Oriental. You what's definitely the, can't. That's super racist. What's, in the, uh, what's the language? They, Mandarin, Mandarin, Cantonese. Yeah. Like, I don't know what they're saying. So it's like, because I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't care. I do. <laughs> because why I, was, why I was quiet before I sat down. <laughs> Now you're just, homie, 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 homie. <laughs> just all the screaming and yelling and shit. I want to know what's being said. So it's like, to me, that ain't like self-care. Like a lot of people say the gym. Yeah. But to me, the gym isn't self-care. I don't, I don't care selfly when I'm doing, I'm in the gym. You know, I'm pumping that motherfucking iron. Yeah. Like, I, doing I, a know, mission. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> doing this shit for children. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, 
I don't know. And I'm like, maybe I need to find a real good self-care. Like, you know, some people go to the range. Yeah. But to me, that's not like self, like, to be honest, my hands be hurting after the range. Yeah. Some people consider shopping to be self-care. That used to be one of my self-care things, but then over time, I've just kind of, like, looked around and seen all the bullshit I've accumulated, and I'm like, you're an idiot. I wear T-shirts and shorts. <laughs> I got two sections that I'm, like, you know what I'm saying? Once I breeze through this thing, it must, it must self-care going up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not in there getting tailor-fitted, and, I like, yeah. that don't that ain't me. But, yeah, I'm just very specific about the places that I go because it is a self-care experience for me. So, like, the nail salon that I go to, they got the fucking lava mask and shit that they put on your feet, and, you know, they... See, fucking, I'm scared to take my shoes off. Hey, man, you, gotta, you just got to grin and bear it. You know what I'm saying? Hardest uh, time to do something is the first time, player. Yeah, I take my shoes off. It look like I got more shoes on. Yeah, well, see, I look, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm kind of, I'm borderline like a foot mop. You know what I'm okay. saying? I just got white ass feet. So it's like, so typically they just like, oh, you got nice feet. Like the Asian ladies and shit like that. Yeah, where was we at somewhere you had your feet? I think it was in LA. You had your feet. Yeah. Somewhere we was at, you had your feet out. And I was just like, damn, you're a foot out nigga now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like. I had socks on his boot. <laughs> <laughs> I keep it gully Knee right. socks. <laughs> Arthritis socks. <laughs> No, these these compression. They gonna yeah. keep the circulation circulating. Right I don't got diabetes, but I just like <laughs> the way they feel. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm just very particular about where I go, and when I find somewhere that gives me the level of service that I like, I stick with them. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when I get my nails done, I go to a certain place. I don't go nowhere else. When I now, get my I massages, do have a, I do have a nail lady that I, I work with at the uh, place I go to. I'm not gonna mention because they don't sponsor yeah. the show, but she um she only works Sunday, Saturday. Saturday, Monday, and Tuesday. The only day she Okay. Works. Apparently, the rest of the week, she's probably doing some Deshaun Watson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Another dojo or something. Going rogue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Underground activity. Yeah. She, she's like, she's like, remember, she only here Saturday, Monday, Tuesday. Like, where y'all got her working at when she's not here? What are you talking Private about? Client. <laughs> Private client. Private <laughs> client. Big star. You know what I'm <laughs> but yeah, like, I. Throw so football. Yeah. Really, really good. Throw football. But, um, yeah, I, I really, really would like to know if y'all could reach out to uh, Chad on Twitter. You know what I mean? And uh, Chad will relate. <laughs> Our related yeah, message. Related y'all message do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I'd like to really, really come up with, like, a good, you know how we do list on the Patreon? Mm -hmm. Like, good self-care ideas for black men. Kev the other day was like, I'm looking for self-care and completely ignoring the fact that I have a convertible. I feel better. <laughs> and it's just like, well, yeah, not everybody has a fucking, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, you know, finding these self-care things, I think it's important. It's very important. You know. Because life is tough, man. This shit is hard enough where it's but, like when you when you just have so much, like, you know, beaten down on you that you need that release. You know what You I'm know saying? what low-key is like a self-care thing for me? Driving. Does that make any sense? Yeah. And I, I remember when my grandpa was alive, we used to go for drives. That used to be my shit. Like I, like, I get in my head too much or whatever. I get frustrated with something. I just take a drive. Let like, the windows I, I, down I, I, and just... Like, I look back on it. Like, again, you know, my, my grandfather was a real grandfather, meaning he was a senior. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because y'all grandfathers were still trapping when y'all was kids because they was 38. Grandpa 38. Yeah, 38. <laughs> you know? My grandfather was really, really 70 when I was a fucking child. Yeah. So he used to always go and feed the geese out Fairmount Park. And mm -hmm. I used to think it was like some, you know, real, you know... uh Bruce Lee type, you know, Chen Lee, yeah, yeah. like some real, what they call it, Zen shit. Mm -hmm. But he would go and just, he would drive and go, he would take a loaf of bread and go feed the geese. Right. And when I got like a little older, he would take me with him. And we would go out there and we would just talk. Like just sit out there feeding all these fucking ducks. Yeah. And I'm just, I was saying the other day, like, 
I think I'm about to go feed the geese, man. I don't know where the geese at. Right. They are, I don't know if they still out. Because my part <laughs> niggas be shooting. I don't know if the geese is still out yeah. there. But I can see now why my grandpa used to go do that. Yeah, where some it, mind it, clearing. It clear, yeah. And for me, it's like driving. So, you know, as recently, I started fucking with the dump truck shit. And, like, the other day, I was just, like, driving up to Doylestown. And I caught myself, like... Just thinking. Yeah. Just thinking, releasing thoughts. You know, I wrote a little haiku. You know, like <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah. you could just come up with shit while you on the open road. Yeah, for sure. You know, so, you know, uh, another one for me that I actually got to get back is riding the bike. Like, and I realized, like, when when I was doing that part of all the workout shit I've been doing, that was the most riding the bike part. was the most mentally freeing part. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's, that's my favorite. Like, lifting weights, I got to think about. Cause it's like you got to get your breath right before you. There's a safety go. element to it. Yeah, whereas like riding the bike, especially once you get on like certain paths or street, you kind of just like you you going. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was telling Kira the other day, like when I hit the 80 miles, like I wasn't even really thinking about it right. till I got to Franklin Mills, and I'm like, I live in Penrose. Oh <laughs> fuck! I gotta get oh, back. I gotta get back though. <laughs> <laughs> like real shit, cause I was just pedaling and just mm-hmm. not really there. So that 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 might be it. Riding the bike and and taking a drive. Yeah, so send us some self-care recommendations uh, for black men. You know, what y'all got going on. Yeah, because uh, I don't want to do a line of coke. That's what it's leading to. We'll take a little mean. ping. Yeah, a little. You know, that's my grandfather and them. That was their self-care yeah, routine. Self-care. Back in the 80s, Dale Richards. A bump. Sir Richards. Take a bump, get your dick sucked. That was that was all the self-care they needed. Them old gangsters. Pass the plate around. But I feel like, I feel like hookah's not, like, Working. Like, no, I fuck no. Hookah's stressing me the fuck yeah. out. I had to wean off the hookah. <laughs> I damn near burst a blood vessel and shit. <laughs> blood pressure was sky high smoking that shit. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't smoked much hookah as of recent. I smoke like, hookah with you. Yeah, That's like it. when you come, like, mother come over to the crib, want to smoke some blood, you know what I'm saying? Kev was over there, I thought, you want me to put a hookah together? He was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm like, super weaning off the hookah. Yeah, straight up. So, yeah, let us know, man, what y'all got option-wise for yeah. uh, self-care. Nothing too ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? I, no orgies. You know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe. Well, yeah. <laughs> Speak I'm a, for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Dan's available. I'm available. Yeah. I'm, I'm available to be your orgy... Uh, coordinator. Coordinator. <laughs> I'm going to be your orgy consigliere. Crazy as shit. What else you got over there, man? Uh, I want to talk... A little bit of sports. Real okay. quick. Real segmented. You know they hate sports. Hate it. But real quick, it's relevant. It's about the Sixers. Okay. The Sixers allegedly, this is Daryl Morey, wanted a draft package, a trade package and a draft package of Jared Allen, Evan Mobley. From the Cavs? And a draft pick for Tobias Harris. Wait, they got all of that? No, they wanted that. Oh. That's why there's, you see, there's no trade. That's why. Oh, I thought, no, I thought you, I, I, no, I that's just what they wanted. You. I thought you said that's what happened. No. I'm going to say, I didn't see this. No, but it's one of them things where it's like, you know, and Keith Pompey, shout out Keith Pompey. He's a great uh, reporter here locally in the area. Pompey on Sixers on Twitter. Um, this is one of the moments where it's like, yo, this is the reason why. It's the Daryl Morey, Sam Hinkie, because they're the same nigga. They work together in Houston on the same nigga. It's the Daryl Morey, Sam Hinkie thing of like, I'm smarter than everybody else. And I'm just going to go out here and just demand ridiculous amounts of assets right. for 
something that we absolutely don't even need on our fucking team. Mm-hmm. Like, it's that sort of thing. And it's like, oh, if you calling me, it's my responsibility to try to fleece you out of all of this, these assets as opposed to doing what's best for the franchise. I'm not all too sure that Tobias Harris straight up for Evan Mobley is fair. Like, I'm not even trying to be funny. Like Evan Mobley was second in defensive player of the year voting as a sophomore in the NBA. We should be paying them to take yeah. the yeah. Like, like you like literally, they they just had the Wizards just gave up Bradley Bill, who had, you know, injuries aside, he had a pretty good goddamn year. He averaged 23 points, 50% shooting from the field, uh, like 38, 39% from three. He's a knockdown free throw shooter and stuff like that. And it's like they gave him up for like a carton of smokes and some second round draft picks. Yeah, I know I wasn't tripping. He made the all defensive first team last year. Like Evan Mobley. That's great. Like, yeah. That would actually be a good ass addition with Joel and like yes, that would and he's up. a he's a stretch four slash five right. where now when Joel goes to the bench or falls on the ground or whatever, now you can play <laughs> Evan at the five. <laughs> Pretty much every play, <laughs> and you don't drop off defensively, and when he can he stretch goes the floor. To the bench or falls down. That's real. You that's... can play Evan at center, so it's like that's a thing where it's like, yo, if they're calling for that, it's like, all right, give me Evan Mobley, and I'll send back Tobias. And a pick or another nigga. Right. Like, you can have one of you. De'Anthony Melton, you to can have one of these. To say you want an all-defensive first team, an all-star, and, and a pick, pick for Tobias fucking Harris, who don't make none of that shit. want to expire. It's crazy. Tobias Harris ain't been on an all-star team, don't got an all-defensive first team, and he didn't deserve his pick. So <laughs> it's just kind of crazy to see that. Yeah, that, that just kind of, like, threw yeah, me for a loop. And it's nuts. one of them joints where it's like, yo, as Sixers fans, man, I'm I'm a part-time Sixers fan. I go to the game. I hang out in the lounge and shit, you know, talk shit, swallow spit, conduct business and, and whatnot. Um, this is just a thing where it's like, yo, y'all deserve better. Like, this yeah. is a joint where it's like, yo, y'all deserve better than this nonsense. And this is the reason why when the Sixers got eliminated, I came on this show the next day and said, blow it all up. Right. Like, just get all of these niggas out of here. Like, everybody that's not named Josh Harris need to get the fuck out the building. Because he seems to be the only one with his head on straight that knows what the fuck he's doing. Everybody else is just like on total nonstop bullshit. I don't even know that Evan Elton Brand is even doing any work at this point. Because every time I see anything involving the Sixers in a trade or a draft, whatever, it's all Daryl Morey. So why the right. fuck are you even here? So it's like if you got two, uh, a GM and a VP of basketball operations, one of these niggas need to get the fuck out of here. You got too many chefs in the kitchen. I said it, uh, shout out, I seen my, my little homie Shaq from around the way. He was up at a deep room the other day, and I, I was like, it, it, it's got to be rough for Sixers fans, man. Because it's just, that, it that, that shit just seems like a, it, a headache. Like, no one really knows what's going on. Y'all just saying shit, doing shit, and y'all all just be like, man, just trust the process. <laughs> We got nothing else. When all else fails, yeah, just trust the process. Yeah, like, and that ain't it, man. That's not a good way to go about it. So, I don't know. How do you feel about KD? Is KD the weirdest motherfucker on earth to you? Nah, he's not the weirdest motherfucker on earth, but it's kind of like, he's he's definitely top five most miserable niggas on earth. And the reason why I say that is because it's like the things, the things that he indulges in, you would think that at this point, 14, 15 years in the league, Two-time fucking finals MVP, two-time champion, four trips to the finals, like four scoring titles, four scoring titles, MVP of the league, ninety-two time All Star, like medal. all NBA, like all he's he's one of the most decorated players. Like you, of his you, era. you, you made the fucking 50, 40, 90 club. Like you, one of the best. Like 
you're one of the most I efficient. Think about something I want to ask yeah, you you're too. one of the most efficient players in NBA history. When you talk about year in, year out, and just gifted this talent ability, you're a seven foot shooting guard essentially. And you would think that KD on a Friday night, summertime, Drake and Lil Yachty's running around with these big fat ass pants on, you know, with 92 holes and shit like that. You would think that KD would have something better to do than jump in a chat with Marcel from Playback YouTube channel mm. and like tell him that his basketball analysis is trash. Mm. Like KD, I say this respectfully, where the hoes at, bro? Yeah. This is dumb. Yeah. Do you like hoes? Do you like hoes? He wanted them basketball niggas. Like he he just like, this is my life. Them ball is life niggas. You think about think about we was at the celebrity game and it was all fun. You block running shot. <laughs> I was chucking up bad threes. We was having fun. Then like around 11 minutes left in the second half, you start feeling the ball is life. Yeah, shit. I took myself out. I took my, I ain't going back in. <laughs> like, cause it's just getting too intense. And it's like, them ball is like niggas, they can't. You ever see that meme with the white boy where he's struggling? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's how the, them ball is life niggas cannot focus on anything else. Yeah. Because ball is, is life. life. Yeah, Katie don't motherfucking comb his hair. He don't get no motherfucking haircuts. He got that crazy beard. You know what I'm saying? If you want to call it that. Uh, he, he wears like cut off sweatpants and stuff like that all year round. Oh. Like he just obsessed with what he's obsessed with. Just a basketball. Just a basketball nigga. I wonder how much money he got in the bank. He's damn near a billionaire. Like thirty five ventures is like a real thing. No, like, that's outside a, of that, how much money? <laughs> like what did he spend money on? Nothing. He has <laughs> all of it. He probably has every dollar. <laughs> Everything that didn't get elected to taxes, he has it. He's just all a, the Nike money. He's just a super. I never you you never seen like KD on like a splurge. Uh, like oh yeah, KD just bought the new Richard Mill. KD just got the new May Maybach concept car. You've never seen that in fifteen years. You've never seen it, and you're never going to see it. Like I've never seen him. You know how like they show Luca and Devin Booker and all these different people pulling up to the arena and what they was driving and yeah. Luca with the crazy truck, Devin Booker with those who's. They just show KD. I'd be like, yo, KD might have walked. <laughs> yeah. Listening to some J. Cole, nigga might have walked a <laughs> fucking arena. Oh, no, I got an apartment on Atlanta Gap. Yeah, yeah. I'm right down the street. Brooklyn, I'm right. Oh, man. Hey, what, what I need a car? It's a gentrified area. I yeah. can walk. Yeah. You yeah. imagine seeing KD on one of them little electric scooters <laughs> scooting to work? You know, that was a thing for Lamar Odom when he played for LA. He used to walk to work. Oh, yeah? You remember like, they did the whole documentary on E60. He would get a big bag of candy, and he would walk through L.A. to the arena and shit. And people got to vote, but people would walk with him and yeah. shit. Yeah, that was like his thing, <laughs> like walking to the arena because he wanted to be amongst the people and shit. Yeah. Mario was like a cool-ass nigga. I know this, KD walking to work is a fast different <laughs> You know what It's I'm a saying? different dynamic. I know that's a way different <laughs> dynamic. I wanted to ask you this because I saw it the other day. I saw the meme, and basically it was best players by category. Right. Okay. And it's this writer, and he basically did best players by category. And I'm gonna tell you who he had in it afterwards. He had the same player in three different spots. Okay. Sound um, like some Paul Pierce levels. So of I'm analysis. gonna go through the shit, and I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you both the category, and you give me the person you would put in the slot. Okay. Okay. Current day league or all time? NBA history. NBA history. Okay. okay. Best player. Michael. Mike. Best scorer. Kobe. Best passer. Magic. Stop you. Best rebounder. Rodman. Wilt. Best defender. Tony Allen. Go Joe Dumars. Joe Dumars, okay. Best shooter. 
Steph Curry. I think that's pretty much universal. <laughs> yeah. Most versatile. LeBron. LeBron. Most skilled. LeBron. Yeah, definitely LeBron. Most clutch. Steph. No, no, Steph's not really clutch. Kobe. LeBron. Most dominant. Will. Yeah, you gave yeah. Best handles. Kyrie. Tim Hardaway. And most accomplished. LeBron. No, no, no. I'm going to go with uh, Bill Russell. Player coach. Came, came, came out doing winning the chip. Coach. It's a cop out. I want to say Bill, Kobe, and LeBron. Okay. Well, most of them y'all had pretty well. But this person <clears throat> had Kobe as four different things. Okay. Had Kobe as the best player, best scorer, most skilled, and most clutch. And everybody was in the comments like, we want to fump, we want to rumble you where you at. <laughs> <laughs> Drop your pin. <laughs> but he a writer from LA. And yeah. he was basically breaking down how Kobe was actually the player who put the most into being the best player. He was actually the best scorer. If you break down. Oh, he was done. He's, I think. Oh, he's a statistician. Well, stat- statistician then was? he broke down the most skilled and how he basically trained himself to become the Mamba. And then he broke down him being the most clutch. And I'm just like, yeah, this is all nonsense. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. Best player, I, I understand the Jordan. He he had Jordan as that. Well, I mean, sorry, he had Kobe as that. I understand Jordan, though, as the best player. Yeah. Best scorer to me, I, I low-key think KD has an argument because I think he's like the one person where the second he crosses half court, he's literally unguardable. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Um, best passer, he had Magic. Best rebounder, he had Rodman. Best defender, he had Akeem. And people okay. were arguing that, like, it's kind of wild, though, because Dikembe Mutombo just doesn't get the respect he yeah. deserves as, yeah. like, this great defensive force. Best shooter, he had uh, Steph. Steph. Most versatile, he had LeBron. Most skilled, he had Kobe. Most clutch, he had Kobe. Most dominant, he had Shaq. Best handles, he had Kyrie. And most accomplished, he had Bill Russell. Oh, yeah, we got a lot of these, y'all. got a lot of them. But I just thought it was crazy that he had Kobe as four of these different jobs. No, nah, but here's the thing. The Kobe, the people that exist in the Kobe hive, and we're shrinking, like, by the day, mm-hmm. but the people that are in the Kobe hive are very, very high on Kobe, and they dig into the advanced analytics in a different way that, like, you know, some people view clutch time as, like, the last four minutes. Some people view it as the last two minutes. Some people view it as the last Quarter. 20 seconds. Some people, some people view it as, like, go-ahead baskets or – you know, literally buzzer beaters, yeah. game winning and shit like that. And it's like, yo, when you segmentate, segmentate down from the four minute mark down to the 0.00 red fucking box on the fucking clock, John, Kobe, Steph, LeBron, and Mike all have an argument for it. When you segment it down based on which segment you fucking select. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we can skew these statistics in different ways to shape arguments. Like my brother, one of his mentors, when he was uh, in, you know, through high school and college, said that, you know, there are lies, damn lies, and statistics. And it's like, depending upon how you want, what narrative you want to shape, you can use statistics to make any argument you fucking want, depending on the snapshot of what the fuck you're looking at. So it's like, so when I look at, like, just pure scoring... I view Kobe as the best because I've seen him do shit even Michael didn't do. I've seen him do shit LeBron didn't do. I've seen him do shit KD didn't do. 62 and three quarters against an NBA champion is like, shut the fuck up. 
Like that. That's for me. Certain shit is just nothing to talk about. That even elevates him past like the eighty-one and the nine forties in a row and all of that shit. So it's like on a pure score. And I seen him go and do it at Rucker Park and do the shit at the Drew League too. So when I just look at Kobe as a pure bucket getter and a difficult a part of scoring also is difficult shot making. I give him that. I can't give him the most skilled though. Like I saw LeBron James from. 15 to now, to 38, 39, I saw LeBron James. There's no fucking way Kobe is more yeah, skilled than LeBron You can't have LeBron as most versatile, then say he's not the most, most skilled. skilled. It doesn't, doesn't make sense. sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I, I, I would want to make an argument that KD might be the, the, the best scorer, just because I think KD's scoring, just I'm not taking him yeah. in nothing else. Not, I, I, I don't, not Twitter, nothing else. Scoring the basketball, KD is really like, Insanely good. He's like that, and he. There is no bad shot from KD. No, no. It don't matter if he pull it up from thirty-eight to three. It just from yeah. forty-seven feet in. There is no bad shot. Right. Straight up. Um. Yeah, but I, you know, I, I thought the whole most clutch, and I'm just, I'm just like, that's such a opinion thing that no one wants to. It's like that's the one zone in basketball where we just completely throw stats out the window. Yeah. And you would think that it's the one thing where the stats matter the most because the stats are all in LeBron's favor. Yeah. And everybody in that argument was like, man, fuck that. Kobe and Mike, and, and it's like that shit. Yeah. And to me, it just doesn't make sense. LeBron any debunked that shit four years ago, and people still just aren't willing to accept it. Sure. Like when you, And when you go segment by segment, he's right. If he's not the leader, he's right the fuck there in every yeah. touch time statistical category. It just, again, a lot of this shit too f- matters with how you're, how you view the world. Mm-hmm. Look at Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen literally went as far as saying Mike was trash before I got there. Yeah. Like, he didn't accomplish it, nothing. He just chucked up a bunch of baskets. He ain't do nothing. What'd he do? And it's just like, you know, what Tyra Banks say? We was rooting for you, Scotty. <laughs> yeah, you just jumping out the window. Yeah, the bitch got you going crazy, which I understand. You know, didn't she have some nonsense going on? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got him looking at it right here. Okay, what was she, that? Lar- Larsa Pippen just scored half of Scotty's uh, Chicago Bulls retirement. So here's the full story. Larsa Pippen, the ex-wife of basketball legend Scotty Pippen, was recently awarded 50% of Scotty's Chicago Bulls 401k and savings plan trust as reported by The Blast. The couple got married in 97, separated in 2016. According to the legal documents obtained by The Blast, the court order recognizes Larsa as Scotty's ex-wife and grants her half of the money that was accumulated in the uh, account during their marriage from 97 to 2016. If we're keeping count, Larsa has embarrassed Scotty. She's the most versatile embarrassment <laughs> off the court that we have. She's embarrassed Scotty in every segment that you can think. Any so if, we, if, if we're thinking of, uh, so let's just go back to her first affair. She fucked Future, had him trolling Scotty, making songs called Seven Rings and referencing being better than Mike, like all this crazy shit, like mm-hmm. literally made like nine songs about the nigga. So that's the first one. Uh, she fucked Malik Beasley, uh, who's now who's half her age and now Scottie Pippen Jr.'s teammate on the Lakers. So now you're embarrassing your son by proxy because he got to go at, at the the practice no, and look. Malik at, Beasley not on the Lakers. Yes, he is. Malik, I'm thinking of Malik Monk. My bad. Yeah, Malik bad. Beasley My got bad. traded with uh with with uh Vandy and all them niggas. No, I'm thinking of like like the beans. <laughs> yeah. like, I remember like I'm like nah nah Malik yeah Malik Monk. That's what I'm thinking of. Yes. Yeah. Now so now Scotty Junior got to look at a constant reminder of a nigga that probably busts on his mom's face every time he go to practice. So you got that going on. And right now she's fucking with Marcus Jordan, who is 
the son of Scotty's former teammate and ultimate nemesis, Michael Jordan. And then now she's taken half of his, uh, his 401k from the Chicago Bulls, despite the fact that she did not go down one layup line, shoot one jump shot, or take one hard screen. Oh, you know, I, I ain't going front, man. I'd probably be like uh, Roy Baruf. Uh, in, this, <laughs> in this situation, <laughs> I don't think I know other. I don't think I know other. Honestly, in the words of Future, mask on, <laughs> fuck it, mask on. I have nothing else. Because I, I, I swear to God, I'm like, who the fuck is Roy Baruf? <laughs> In the words of one of the five greatest rappers of all time, they knew they killed hoes too. Like, I did ask, was like, who the fuck is Roy Baruf? It took me a second to catch that one. And the timeliness of this this news coming out is extra funny because Cam and Mace was just talking about Chris Middleton and his pending free agency and Uh the fact that apparently Chris Middleton got a bunch of kids. Or whatever the fuck, and he looked like a bunch of kids. Bunch man. of kids, ass nigga, twenty eight, but the yeah, hairline is back here. Yeah, bunch yeah. of kids. <laughs> Thanks, Buffer, for the note. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he was basically they was saying like, yo, you know, given his situation of he potentially leaving Milwaukee or whatever, his girl that he's with now allegedly wants him to explore the California team. She want to live in California, da da da. And Bethel's like. Don't you do it. He was like, I was a California resident. They take half. Like, the child support is crazy out there. He was like, you know, so I moved to Atlanta. And Mace's uh, uh, cam is cracking up. He's like, what's the, what's the, uh, what's the calculation in, 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 in Georgia, uh, Betha? 300 a kid. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, they don't want you to live in Georgia. He was yeah. like, that joke like 300 a kid. He said, I used to be in California. Now I'm in Georgia. Yeah. And it's one of them Jones where it's like, yeah, nigga, you might need to go play for the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In order to, pr- to protect your pockets, cuz, because uh, what's the name just went through that? Uh, Rashawn Holmes, who was playing for the Kings, he just got traded to the Mavericks this week. Okay. He just was going through that, and his shit, he had a Zoom court, like a bunch of Zoom court appearances with his baby mom. The baby mom tried to kidnap the kid and switch venues and all of this old crazy shit. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, now he's a Texas resident, which I think is also favorable, you know what I'm saying, for child support and stuff like that. And it's like, yo, it's two places you don't want to be for divorce and child support. New York State and state of California. Yeah. Plain and simple. Like, you you a successful man, you a wealthy man, a man of means, you're going to get railroaded. I think Puffy is a New York and a California resident, and he just got banged for, what, 50000 a month for one of his kids or some crazy shit like that? So, yeah, that's a, that's a rough gig. Very, very rough. Straight up. Very, very rough. Mm. So yeah, Larsa Larsa just hit for the cycle against Scotty. Yeah. Did you see the cycle, John? I sent you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Over the Reds. Yeah. yeah, I was telling. I sent. You it called again. it. You you brought Ellie Dela Cruz to the to the mainstream. Nobody's talking about Ellie Dela Cruz. Only been in the league two weeks. They literally first the youngest person hit the cycle since 1900. This motherfucker just <laughs> breaking shit left and right. And they dog. first John since '89. Dog, first John for the team since the '80s. Yeah, that's crazy. Two weeks into the been in the league game. 14 days. <laughs> shit, crazy man. What else you got over there? Anything else? Uh, Anything else of importance? Nothing really of importance. The Double XL freshman list came out. Um, I don't know anybody. I actually think they nailed the list. I'm gonna be fair. Uh, so you got Central C from London. Central C, shout out to him, man. Central C getting them checks. He allegedly just got a 25 million dollar recording deal from Columbia for U.S. only distribution, meaning he can still has his international rights. He can sign with another label and get another check. 
He's smoking shit, but he's like, he was independent, had videos with 100 million views. He got a join out with Dave right now with 40 million views in two weeks. Crazy shit. Like, Central C is, like, the biggest shit in hip-hop, like, other than Drake. Uh, somebody named DC the Don, I have no idea who this is. That was the one miss. I don't know anybody uh, on the list. I saw the picture. Lil Tyler from, uh, from Tallahassee, Florida, definitely deserved. Glorilla, obviously, you know Glorilla. I missed Glorilla. Yeah, Glorilla's on the list. Uh, Tia Kareem, shout out our, our our homie Arnold Palmer, uh, South Coast Music Group. His artist Tia Kareem made the list. Friday from Coatesville via Philly. God did, you know Friday. God did. God did. DJ Khaled. God did, nigga. Okay. The one that's on the hook. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. He's from Coatesville via via Philly, what oh, via all West I heard Philly. Was Lil Wayne and Jay <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So Friday, uh, Lola Brooke, uh, from uh, Team Eighty slash Arista Records. Uh, Rob Fornan from uh, New Orleans. He signed the Geffen Interscope Group. Real Boston Richie from uh, Florida. Futures artist. Um, Finesse two times. Who's in partnership with like nineteen niggas? Mob ties, money bag, yo, whole bunch of people. Too Rare from Philly. Let's give it up for Too Rare. Oh, Too Rare, man. Yeah, the family. Shout out Too Rare. And uh, Sleazy World Go from Kansas City, Missouri. And the one big joint that everybody missed was like, oh, where the hell is Ice Spice? And reportedly, she turned down the freshman cover because of scheduling conflicts, which really means I'm bigger than this list. Eat my ass. Because Ice Space Spice this year has already had three top five songs, and she's like the youngest artist in the history of music since like Michael Jackson or something like that to do that shit. So she's had a number one with Taylor Swift, like a number three or whatever with Nicki Minaj, and then uh, another record that hit in the top five also. So she's cooking. Oh, yeah, the Pink Panthers record. I saw a, a thing the other day from one of those, uh, you know, blackity black pages, mm -hmm. and it was like, is Ice Spice success credited to her fair skin? And I'm like, I'm not clicking on this. Well, here's the thing. Her parents, I believe, are, uh, like, not even of Hispanic. The same thing, her parents are, like, West African. No, I didn't say about her nationality. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It was about her skin tone. Yeah, but it's like, there's, we get overly consumed at times as black people with, like, blackness. And it's, like, associating, like, I mean, they kinda did that to yeah, skin color, you know, with blackness. And the Willie Lynch, you know, letter did a, did a, did a, a number on the blacks. And that shit is still rearing his head in its effects today. And it's like, yo, at some point, we got to get to judging people on their actions and what they do the most. Um, right. They tried to pull a social media audit on Ice Spice about, like, her, like, talking down about other black women and this and this and this. And you know how they do the keyword search with your name and all that shit. And it pulled back nothing but her praising other beautiful black women. And I love my brown sisters. And this is before she even got on. You know what I'm saying? Um, so they tried to like dig in her past and try to ruin her and it came back and they was like, oh no, Ice Spice is a supporter or whatever, whatever. And then it's like, then you find out like, oh yeah, her dad is like West African. Her mom, I think is, uh, not even a Hispanic. She's just a fair skinned woman or whatever. Her mom is bad too. Shout out Mama Spice. Yeah, Mama Spice. And, um, yeah, so it's like, it's either, I, I'm judging it like this. Either somebody's an ally or they ain't. Like if, if you ain't necessarily got to be like Umar just said on the Delhi Delhi wrap up show. You ain't got to, like, calling somebody pro-black means that everybody that ain't is anti-black. And we're the only ones that do that. Like, you don't really have, you don't hear pro-Jewish or pro-Israeli or, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? You don't really have that. It's just like, you are what you are and you're judged on your repeated action of what you do the most. Ice Spice is an ally. She identifies as a black woman. She 
you know, her father's, a, a, you know, of African descent, literally from the motherland. And it's just one of them Jones where it's like, yo, you judge people on their actions. And it's like trying to diminish her accomplishments or whatever based on her skin color is like the oldest trick in the book. I don't think we should be doing. I think we should be past that in 2023. Oh, we're not past a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of low hanging fruit stuff. No. We just not past. Yeah, especially in our community. We, we no, we keep some of that fruit. That's strawberry. that's the way we act. I ain't even got to get no ladder. That's on the vine. <laughs> yeah, I can just reach up and grab it. Like yeah, the um, but yeah, the XXL, the list. Um, you know, they get younger every year, and you know, I'm that might be that's a that's a good. Yeah, they they I think they got it right. Minus DC to Don, I have no idea who that is. I think they got it right. Just me being being the old nigga, but the young nigga music correspondent for the show. I think they got the list right. That's definitely you. They had the right balance of the male and female artists. They didn't pick a bunch of goofy ass girls. They picked the girls that do have some substance, motion. They got stuff going on, versatility and shit like that. And they not just you know my pussy is a credit card on every record and stuff like that. Not a lot of, you know, yo nigga bought the Patek and I put the pussy on his neck yeah. on the list. You know what I'm saying? We're girls with real talent. <laughs> yo nigga bought the Patek, I put the pussy on his neck. That's exactly how it be sounding, man. That's funny as So shit. I want to commend Double XL for nailing the freshman list. Uh, y'all got, I think, nine out of ten, right? However many the fuck are. One, two, three, four, five, Only six, ten, seven, eight, nine, ten. Eight, it's 12 this year. Oh, wow. Twelve, but yeah, Ice Spice. I, I respect her turning the list down. Same as Nicki Minaj in the past. Same as Drake in the past. Like she got too big for the list. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She just missed the list last year because of when she broke. She broke in like August. The list obviously comes out every June, so she just missed the list last year, and then she just just shot to the fucking top of the charts. I had this meteoric rise, yeah. and she's got a big. Crazy ass deal. Like she got like a twenty five million dollar deal. Owns her masters out the gate. Like they negotiated some crazy shit. So shout out to uh you know uh little Jimmy uh, henchman uh, Jimmy Roseman Jr. that negotiated that deal. They did very well for her. She ain't got to worry about no money problems going forward. Shouldn't have to. Worry. Shouldn't have to worry about it unless she just you know just go out here and do do some dumb shit. Yeah, get a drug habit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, but. And everybody that I know that knows her says she's like an absolute sweetheart. She's just a nice, genuine, down-to-earth girl. They got nothing bad to say about her. So I champion her and her success. Yeah, I've seen that stupid-ass article. I was like, I'm not clicking. Yeah, it's a certain stuff. You just, for your, that's a self-care activity. Not indulging in the bullshit. Not indulging in the simple, stupid shit. Yeah. That's definitely a self-care joke. Like, I had to unfollow all of the blogs for, as a self-care measure. It's just like, I still indulge in them here and there when I'm trying to pull content or stuff mm -hmm. to talk about on the show or see what's trending or whatever. But that shit is not on my feed on a day-to-day -day basis. It's too negative. It's funny, because like, I was actually saying that shit to Carrie the other day. I'm like, yo, I, I don't, like... I have moments where it's like, I don't want to decipher through what I hate. I just hate right. all this. <laughs> And I'll just like completely detach from social media. Like, cause I don't, I don't want to have to like pick and choose. Like who should I continue following? Mm -hmm. Who should I unfollow? Who should I block? I just like, you know what? I'm blocking myself. Yeah. 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 I'm going to just go. Y'all, I'm going to let y'all have it. And I'm going to leave. Y'all cook. Yeah. Cause let's be frank. Twitter and, and, and Instagram is, it's more important in real life to a lot of these motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? And you don't just let them cook, let them do their thing, and I'll I'll be over here. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So, I got nothing else, though, man. 
We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. TRP Weekend, TRP Weekend, TRP Weekend. Um, OfficialTRPE.com. Hit the events tab. Grab y'all tickets to that. If you're on the YouTube and you're not subscribed, subscribe now. Hit the notification bell so y'all get notifications when all this dope content drop. Go on the YouTube page now. Check out all of the dope Phil interviews I did at the 2023 Roots Picnic. Check out the episode from last week. I watched him, Jones. You was doing your thing out there. Thank you. Thank you. I was very, very shocked, man. C. Diddy, greater than sign, key from up the block. And don't you forget that shit. Yeah. You caught Cortez off guard with a good ass question. Yeah, yeah. I was fucking him up. Yeah, my mom hit me and was like, "Yo, I just want to let you know, you know, you're you're so phenomenal and your talent is blooming. And this is not me being biased. You're really great at what you do, and you're you're a fully formed media professional now. And I couldn't be prouder of you." That felt really good. A lot of people commended me. Pastor Carl sent me a real dope message, man. A lot of people commended me on them field interviews. I want to do more of that. Yeah, yeah, no, I'd 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 like to do it too. Yeah. With no internet, so that was real freestyle. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't get. We was trying to get some Googles on. Couldn't yeah. even do it yeah. with dead zone. Yeah, dead yeah. zone. Had to no towers, nothing behind nah. fucking Fairmount Park. Yeah, how about it? Yeah, true. But yeah, man, we got nothing else. We out. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all as always. TRPE forever, five ever. They need to be high fiving. What they say? They high fiving need to be high sixing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, we'll be back later on this week, man. We out. Bones. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.